G'day, folks. I'm laughing my backside off because we are talking not about the Legion of the First Prince, and that's making me laugh. I'm here with uh, Sean Sire, who uh, is an absolute legend in Legion of the First Prince. And it's an actually interesting faction because it has no battle tome. It's actually in this book. It was a Broken Realms book that was brought out last year that I can only hope will be turned into a real legitimate book. But we're here to talk about a faction that is quite a good faction, but either one, people don't know about it, or two, it's quite complicated. And we'll explain a little bit about why it's complicated, because it's like a big soup of chaos. But before I get into that, uh, and, you know, a friend of the channel, and you might have recognized Sean from Warhammer Weekly. It is Sean. Sean, g'day. Hello, coach. Pleasure to be here. Oh, he, he's making he's making me blush. He was asking me, uh, he told me to put the guns away and tell me to, uh, asking if this is like a designer beard with all my, um, a, a pattern. So I was laughing my backside off. It's no, no, it's, it's not design. I don't go to the barber to get this pattern in. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep making it blush for a second here because I do want to take the time at the top to thank you for everything you've done for the community, for putting out these videos, for hosting the Discord letting all these international connections happen. The community is very grateful for it. And anytime that I'm going to play a, a match against a, a faction that I haven't played regularly, I know there's an AOS coach video for it. So I really appreciate all the hard work you've done. Thank you. Well, uh, much appreciated. And you're now going to contribute to that because you as somebody who is um, doing really well in the match play area and the reason why you're here, obviously, is you are very much one of the thought leaders when it comes to Legion of the First Prince. It's a faction I mentioned a little bit earlier. I'll put a bit of context onto the faction, and I want you to kind of explain a little bit about who on earth is Legion of the First Prince. So I mentioned a little bit earlier, it is from the Broken Realms book. It was a sub-faction or a faction that was kind of opened up. It's not in Slaves to Darkness. It's not in Blades of Corn or anything. But what it does is it brings the Demons of Chaos together in a single faction. So if you're somebody who either plays 40K, and I believe Demons of Chaos is a faction in 40K, or if you're someone who loves Slanesh and Nurgle and you want to find a way to put them together, this is the way. It's not an ally thing. It's not like, hey, I'm going to find 400 points of allies to chuck in X faction. It is literally bringing together almost like a Cities of Sigma for Chaos. But tell me, who on earth is this faction and what is it all about? Yeah, cities uh, for, the, for chaos is actually a really great way to think of it. Um, and in fact, there are no allies. When you go to the app and you click allies, <laughs> nothing shows up. It's either able to get in here or it's not. Um, so Legion of the First Prince, um, as you mentioned, Coach, is um, a faction that came out originally in the um, uh, Wrath of the Everchosen, the narrative of campaign, course. as um, uh, Legion of Chaos Ascendant. And that was when it was open to all demon keyworded units. So you could have Archeon, um, and he was part of the narrative in that. Um, you could have um, all the vermin lords who are demon keyworded. Um, you could have the uh, um, the Zeech wizard, um, the guy that brought in pinks. Um, I forget his name because I never use Gaunt Summoner. Never use him anymore because he's not eligible. Um, so you, anything with a demon keyword you could bring in. And so with the uh, Broken Realms Bellacore, they um, they tweaked it a little bit. They elevated Bellacore um, and they gave him this awesome new model. So he is a centerpiece, um, and that model rightly deserves it. He's model of the year um, for a reason. Of course, he was able to dip so into good. both AOS and 40K, which I'm sure helped with the votes. Um, but uh, but he's going to be central to this army. I have I have never made a list without Bellacore. I have not maybe seen one or two lists without Bellacore. 
in the first question that you get, um, especially in the AOS coach chat for leading to the first prince is, Where's Belagor? <laughs> because he brings so much to the army, um, not running him is actually a, a serious detriment um, uh, to, to what you can do um, to the army allegiance abilities. Plus, he has that War Scroll ability, which uh, Tobias mentioned in your recent show about Nurgle, um, which is just hands down, I think is the best ability in Age of Sigmar. Um, and and I, I would not I would not sacrifice that um, at all. So I would always put him in this. Well, actually, that's a really good, really good shout because I think it was last week I talked to Tobias on Maggotkin of Nurgle. So not Legion, it was Maggotkin. And he was explaining all the benefits of bringing in Bellacor as an ally, giving up disease points and all of the ward safe stuff and all the beautiful things that the actual mm -hmm. faction would give in order to obviously don't basically the 400 points doesn't get it right as opposed to getting something naturally. But um, it's actually really interesting, Sean, because um, I, I actually completely forgot about Chaos Ascendant. I remember they brought Chaos Ascendant and there was another faction. They kind of merged it all together to become what is now called Legion of the First Prince. Mm -hmm. But it actually takes me back. I don't know how OG you are, but I am an OG gangster from the mean streets of fantasy battles. Mm -hmm. And I don't so know if you know this, but back in the day, back in the day, actually, Chaos was split this way. Warriors oh, nice. of Chaos and Demons of Chaos, right? Mm -hmm. And... That is really how I see Legion of the First Prince mm -hmm. because this is actually the world I grew up in. When, when I actually used to play Slanesh and Zinch. So when I played Chaos, it was actually Zinch Slanesh. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a combined force. So Age of Sigma was the first time they actually split it out and you had mm -hmm. the four gods. So this kind of just reminds me of coming back together. Yeah, it's kind of a homecoming for you, which is nice. Um yeah, and, and this this army I think is 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 a lot of fun because you do have the ability to pull from all these different scrolls and find all these different synergies. It's very difficult um, for folks to get into though I think because of the high cost of entry. Like people like me, I was already collecting all the chaos demons because I love them, and so I was running them individually, and I could just throw them in and kind of you know get the pieces that I needed to fill out the the roster. But folks coming to this army fresh. Um, trying to figure out what to buy and just thinking about, oh my gosh, this is this is going to be a ton of money to have all the options that I want. It can be rather daunting, which is why I think that some people have been sort of drawn to a specific list that has been dominant so far since uh, Broken Rose Bellacore came out because it gives you an easy you know, purchase these five, six models, have this and you're good to go. But there's been a lot more exploration um, by folks in um, the you know the AOS Coach Discord chat, um, and that we found a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, and so that a lot of folks, like even now, on this this one's titled Furylicious, people in the Dale of P chat are like, "How do I find Furies? <laughs> How do I play with these Furies? Um, what, what's some good? Is is there any good 3D printed proxies if they know they're not going to a GW event?" Um, and so there's been a and it's interesting to see that conversation change over time. Yeah, no, and, and, and good good segue because the title of this episode is Furylicious, and, and that's because we're talking not – we won't necessarily just talk about Furies, but I know you've found some really interesting list tech. And to respond to what you just said before you, I, we kind of get into, like, what are they good at, strengths, weaknesses, blah, 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 is I think one really exciting thing for me uh, for Legion of the Prince, for First Prince, is if I'm a corn player, for example, right, and I'm really unhappy with my allegiance abilities. I'm disappointed with the White Dwarf edition. And I have 2,000 points of corn demons. I can just bring over the, literally the whole list, literally pick up the list and play it in a very different style under Legion of the First Prince. I don't need to buy Zinch. I don't need to buy Nurgle. I don't need to buy Bellacore. 
I can literally just port the same army, no changes. Now, if I want to dig deep, I want to get a, 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 a I don't know, a Glade Unclean one. I want to get mm. um, Kairos. I want to get myself a Sloppity Bile Piper. Mm. Cool. It's also up to you, right? Yeah. And, and the good thing is that even if you did that, you know, transfer from corn. Um, oh, hey, Paperboy Jay's in the chat. Good. Uh, <laughs> he's got a great Slanesh themed, uh, Slanesh based. Uh, and actually, it's a good example because he came from Slanesh to Legion of the First Prince. And so he brought all of his Slanesh over and then started purchasing some stuff and slowly building in. And that's just wonderful. That's, I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about, Coach, with uh, with corn. And then, of course, if you get Bellacor, which you should, um, it's your first purchase. And then if you do purchase something like, like Furies, I mean, those things, they're liable in all these other factions. So you're not you're not purchasing something that you're not going to get play with when Corn, you know, in two or three years actually gets a good book. Bellacor, at least as of now, can slot in there as an ally. So you're, you're not going to be purchasing a bunch of stuff that you can't shift over later. You don't yeah, hundred percent. No, and that, that that's a, that's the point. What I wanted to make was that you don't have to go and get the internet list, right? You know, mm -hmm. uh, if anyone is familiar with Legion of the First Prince, it'll often have Bellacor, it'll have a Corn Demon Prince, it'll have maybe Kairos. I know people have been playing with their Great Unclean One and mm -hmm. taking advantage of the fifteen Nurgling attacks. You know, they'll they you know there used to be a time where it was all about pink horrors, but speaking of pink horrors, the other cool thing as well is as armies get releases so when maggot kid of nurgle got changed all of a sudden nurgle might become more attractive or less attractive mm -hmm. you know when slanesh gets a new book all of a sudden legion of the first prince benefits exactly. again it's literally cities of sigma when stormcast got boosts cities mm -hmm. got a boost yeah yeah we, we have five books uh when everyone else gets one so it's pretty sweet um and and you mentioned just real quick, I kind of want to throw this out as sort of the baseline, right? We talk about you know what people have considered the list since the Broken Realm Bellacor came out. It was Bellacor, Kairos, um, usually a Bloodthirster of Insensate Rage, Corn Demon Prince, and then you would have you know usually horrors, um, maybe some Plague Bearers, some Flesh Hounds. But those are sort of the four big. You have the number of spell portal. Um, and so the idea was very much of a, of a control list, trying to find a way to stop your opponent from doing what they wanted to do. Um, and as I've mentioned, um, um, the, the, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Demon Prince for many reasons because he, you know, he, he stops perhaps the charge and has the run, but that doesn't do anything against shooting, doesn't do anything against um, uh, magic, mortal wounds, and and so um, that's never been a list that I've played. Um, and but what we've seen, like I mentioned in the chat, is that things have been sort of pushed out from that, um, and it's good, it's great to see people sort of branching out. Um, say, well, if I didn't take the Demon Prince, what could I take instead? Um, and uh, and it, there's, it's such a reactive um, uh, faction. Um, there's so much, the bench is so deep. There's so much play you can get out of it. Yeah. Um, and what I love is, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about a, a list that I've been you know, playing lately. Um, what I love about it is that um, you can react to the meta and then you can sort of, you, you can push in different ways. Um, uh, and your, your opponents just aren't expecting it. Um, and and I'm, we've had a conversation already, Coach, on, on the Discord that I firmly believe if we're not, the Horde meta is like right here. It's like right around the corner. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more convinced as I'm seeing five models in an army, six models I'm in testing. an army. I'm testing a list next week. I'm testing. Um, I'm I'm dipping my toes into the water with Scraggy and Craggy. So Kragnos, mm -hmm. Scragrot, and then about a hundred goblins. 
So I'm going nice. to try a little. I'm not. I'm not going completely in, but mm -hmm. again, like whether we go into a magic meta, whether we go into a horde meta, resiliency meta, we go into a shooting meta, we go into mm -hmm. a combat meta. I think it's awesome that you can pull things forward and back. And you need some shooting, cool. I'll get some flamers. I need mm -hmm. movement, cool. I've got screamers. I need anti magic. Well, I've got fl uh, flesh hounds. There's so much that you can play around with as a person who likes to counterattack and likes the list tech mm. legion of the first prince is a great ability and i just want to shout out like andy here in the chat you know backing me up and going well you know i got frustrated with corn mm. well i can i can move my demons over and play a corn army in legion of the first prince which is which is really yep. cool exactly yeah um yeah, it was just the flexibility is great and and but it's, it's you know people purchasing the models painting the models um, and, and, and getting the, the practice in to seeing what works. Um, and I recognize that, that can be a, a limitation, um, but I think, I think we're starting to see that shift. So talk to me about what, what they're good at, right? So, you know, you've sold me the sausage sizzle, it's cooking on the gas, and I'm now excited. I've, I haven't maybe picked up the book, and I'm now interested at least mm -hmm. putting over my army or starting mm -hmm. afresh. Okay. What am um, I good at? We know, we know flexibility. We know flexibility, deep roster. Yeah. We know those mm -hmm. for a fact. Um, well, depending on how you tailor it, you're very good at, you are good at denying your opponent, um, uh, the ability to do certain things. So the, the, what was the, basically the stock list that we've seen, um, since Bellicle came out, uh, you have Kairos being able to flip a dice, um, do whatever he wants. You've got the corn demon prince having, um, uh, charge rolls. So there, um, there are, and of course, Bellicor's ability where the dark master, where he can you know, point to something and say, you can't do anything. And you, know, you roll a dice and on a three up. Um, in every phase of the opponent's turn, they can't do something. It, you choose it on their hero phase, and it lasts until your next hero phase, the Bellicor player. So if you time it right, you, you, know, you give them priority, um, and then you double turn. Uh, they double turn you with something locked down for two out of their five turns. Um, and so you do have the ability to really make your opponent not play the game plan they wanted to. Um, but that, that list is not the only way that you can do that. Um, that's, that's one way you can do that. Uh, the, the list that I've been running with 48 Furies is another way to do that. Um, uh, it's, it's just a different different way. Um, and so it's, it's very good at, um, at playing the sort of cagey game, um, which I like. Uh, I always go with um, uh, you know, sort of like the stealth approach whenever I play RPGs or playing Elden Ring. I'm doing more of a, a stealthy aver uh, character in that. And so this kind of feels that way to me. You know, it's that we're not going to be so much up front. We're going to sneak around. We're going to stab in the back. Um, and so they're really good at that. They're also really good at taking a hit, um, depending on how you build the army. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about the allegiance abilities real quick, because that is going to kind of... Well, I'll definitely get out the allegiance abilities in, in a minute. I, I do want to kind of find out maybe their weakness first. I think mm -hmm. I think one weakness I will call out, and um, this particular person, is a Spiral Dancer, mm -hmm. made an interesting comment, which maybe, maybe is true. And um, they had mentioned that the Great Unclean One is over-costed in Legion of the First Prince. And I partially probably agree with that, because... The, the Great Unclean one is 500 points, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at it in Maggot King of Nurgle, it's a big wound. It heals D3. It has a great access to spells. It has all these great things, right? 500 points is probably about right. Give or take, I don't know, 50 points. Like, mm -hmm. right? But but there is no points difference between a Great Unclean one in Legion of the First Prince versus a Great Unclean one in Nurgle. And sometimes in that department, you will get bargains, Sometimes you'll you'll be mm. overpaying, right? 
So, and I just want to call out one more thing. Paper, Paperboy Jason mentioning if you are a Jay, Jay, sorry, if you are a magic player, yeah, it's absolutely a blue deck. It's very much a control type mm-hmm. style of, of army. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if anyone's interested, I'm like a barbarian. I just like to run forward and smash, which is why I play Gargans. And you're the kind of person I love to play with this army. <laughs> like, yes, come at me, bro. Let's see what happens. Um, but I, I, I think that, um, you know, the point about the Guo um, is, is good. And it's also something to, to keep in mind with other things as new books come out. Because not only are you not taking advantage of all the, the Nurgle Legion's abilities, which are factored into the points of the Guo, but you're also um, one of his war scrolls on the new update now gives um, disease. Just like the Beasts of Nurgle, they used to have two things that gave D3. Now they have one that gives disease. I think it's when they retreat. Um, and so uh, so they're they're factoring things into the War Scrolls now that are allegiances in their prime um, faction. But those allegiance, those, those factored in abilities don't apply to Legion. So you're actually paying a points cost for something that you can't take advantage of. So, I mean, you really have to decide if that's worth it um, as a Legion player when you're making your list um, uh, to take that cost or not. Uh, the good thing is that we have a lot of options. Um, so if one thing it doesn't look as, as good, um, we can always look somewhere else, which is really nice. One one question maybe that's very timely, and um, then, then I want to bring up the list. And it's very timely because the Battle Scroll update, so it was March we got a Games Workshop update with something mm-hmm. called Primary Target, sorry, Priority Targets and Prime Hunters. Yeah. And it feels like, I don't know how you how you felt, but it feels like this was very targeted against the Legion of the First Prince because Bellacor got, uh, is going to give away one additional victory point when it dies to a non-priority target. He's not going to die. <laughs> but, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, he's on, he's on the list, yeah. Um, especially yeah, if you like ally him into another faction. Was it Pink Horrors as well was another one? Mm-hmm. Uh, was the Demon Prince of Corn on it? Yes. It was a couple. And yeah. I remember looking at going like... Kairos. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, Kairos. There was like a, looking at this list for Chaos and I'm like, Legion, 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 mm-hmm. Legion. Like, because all this other stuff is kind of okay in other factions, mm-hmm. but together you're giving away a lot of extra VP if it's not killed by priority targets like long strikes mm-hmm. um uh, mega gargants they're all they're all the same yeah and the, uh, how do you feel well when i saw that come out i looked at it and i said okay they're targeting that list in legion because that I'm, I'm not playing that except for bellacore i have not been playing those things um for a long time actually um and so they're they're targeting the list that looks like it's doing really well and it's dominating but we have so much other play and other things. Um, and I, I really feel bad, actually, for Zeech players getting the Pink Horror hit and the Kairos hit because that's really nothing that they did. <laughs> it's really the the people going towards this one list. And so if you're running demons, I mean, your, your demon battle line in, in Zeech, I mean, it's not, the, only, the only time I'm running Horrors now since that FAQ came out is in the block of 20. Um, because that that's that's a hundred wounds that they're gonna have to chew through um, before they and I've got the soul screen bridge to pull them out of combat if I need to and throw them somewhere else to prevent that extra DP. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that I think Zeech kind of kind of got unnecessarily a hit on this. Yeah, it's it's actually funny because someone pulled me up in the comments for my uh, my video on it, right? And they're like, "Oh, you're picking on Zeech." I'm like, "Well." Kind of, yeah. Like, actually, after, like, six years, like, Pink Horrors have always been a problem in in um, mm-hmm. Games Workshop's eyes. I've constantly tried to address it. 
And I kind of feel at the winter FAQ, they kind of fix them up. I'm like, yeah, they're kind of okay now. Like, I don't hate them. By the way, I have 40 pink horrors in my cupboard. And I've got like a million horrors, right? I'm like, I say this with love. Just but 40? in legions of... Uh, yeah, I've only got 40. But I've got like, yeah. like any, Half of them are like old school ones, like the old metal ones, like with oh, the nice. big scary arm. Yeah, I've yeah. got like three generation of pinks. But yeah, in Legion, like I, I can feel them. Like yeah, I can feel they're trying to target that particular mm-hmm. list. Does yeah. it? And, and I guess what I'm hearing from you is, if I'm a Legion player, either A persist with that style of list if I'm I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. or B maybe it's time to consider looking into some of the other things. Is the the double wound plague bearers now worth considering? Is there something mm-hmm. else in the faction that maybe you should move away with so you don't give away as many victory points? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the way that I used to play horrors is they would go forward, right? And they would hold an objective and they would take the hit, um, which they do really well. And this allegiance does take a hit pretty well. It's got a six up ward across the allegiance. Um, if you use the or anything holy within eight, so it's really good for protecting your heroes, your monsters, your key pieces from a, uh, um, you know, a, a top of one shooting alpha. Um, and so it, it does take a hit really well, but I, you can no longer just throw those pinks in there and be okay. They're going to die in three turns, right? Because that, that, that victory point, you know, it looks, you're thinking it was only one, but one here, one there, one here. Um, and, uh, and, you know, some of these missions give you an extra one on the three, you know, so these all add up. And then at the, at the end of the game, you'd be like, damn, I really wish I wouldn't have given away that extra point from the pinks. So, um, so yeah, if you're if you're running that list, I would say continue to do so. You've got to play a little more, you know, a little more cagey. Um, but there's also so many things that you can slot in and not have to worry about that. Um, the list that I, the, the three BT list that I was playing, um, it had uh, a unit of pinks and two units of dogs. So it just had Bellacore and the pinks that would give up a VP now. Uh, and then um, the 48 Furies list I'm playing now just has Bellacore, and that's it. Mm. So I wouldn't be giving up anything except for him. I, I will I will remind everybody that that if Bellacore dies, for example, um, and is killed by a priority target, like mm-hmm. long strikes, uh, forminators, there's like a whole list of them, Gatebreaker, Mega Gargant. If they kill each other, then you don't give away that extra VP. So yep. just it's it's more for things that are not priority targets. Mm-hmm. So And that's actually really good when you're thinking when you when you're in the middle of a game when you're playing, where do you want to send some of these priority targets in? Because if they're gonna die. It, let him be killed by one of these other priority targets. Um, that's the same thing. Like whenever I've got um, a unit of plague bear or a unit of uh, flesh hounds, they're my weakest battle line. You know, five wounds or ten wounds, a five up save. Um, I will take them on my turn and throw them into something that'll wipe them out, because that way I can't give away broken ranks. They can't declare broken mm-hmm. ranks on my turn, so I sacrifice that unit on my turn, and their broken ranks, their, their easy broken ranks ability is gone. Hearing the list techie side of this, uh, this is what I'm, I'm digging, right? And um, by the way, this isn't the only video we've got. I know we did one uh, maybe six months ago with Tyler Pearson, who who gave his thoughts as well. So I think, you know, you're getting a couple of different options. And by no means um, are we saying that any of this stuff is the one and only way. If Sean loves, you know, um, Furies, doesn't mean go buy all the Furies. Uh, if we don't like your favorite faction, doesn't mean that we don't think it's good. It's just that from a competitive lens right now, probably doesn't make sense. But hey, you know, you might have some good ideas. But I, I want to kind of talk about the faction abilities, right? Just, just you really know, the, quick, before you move away from that, I do want to say my, my, my mantra is, you know, try it. You know, people come into the LFP chat and they say, what about this? What about this? I'm like, 
run it. Run it. Let us know how it works. Keep these things in mind. Um, I am a big uh, advocate of experimenting with this allegiance. There's no way that we have found all of the uh, synergies and everything yet. Um, and I want people to just keep trying things out. And what's great as well is you've got things like tabletop simulators. So you don't have to go out and buy all of the demons if you want to test something and you want to proxy. Play something like tabletop simulator, proxy it on the table with your friends uh, and prepare yourself for a tournament. So you've got four key key rule abilities, right? You've got unyielding legions, which, um, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll get you to kind of explain a little bit about it's less about the rule. It's more about how do you look at these rules? You know, what are the what are important to you and what do you build around? What are the ones that are like nice to haves but not necessarily priority to you? Mm -hmm. So you've got Unyielding Legions, you've got Cursed Skies, you've got First Damned Prince, and then you've got the Infernal Walk, uh, Realm Master, Walker. Mm -hmm. I can't read today. Um, <laughs> what, what is it in the Allegiance ability that you are a must-have and how do you look at this? Um, well, so before I switched up recently to this other to this new list and this new approach, um, the uh, curse skies never happened because Bellacor had to be a general for that, and I was not running Bellacor as a general because I was very much running a sort of hero hammer list, um, especially with the three BTs, and I wanted something to have the Ruinosaur, the five up board bubble. Um, and of course, because he's named, he can't take that. And so I would, I was mm. not running Bellacor as the general. And in fact, so the Cursed Skies, you know, it says here, you know, you, uh, every battle shock phase, you roll a dice for every unit on the board. Uh, that's the Furies, Demonettes, Plague Bearers, um, uh, Bloodletters, and Horrors. We'll get to Horrors in a minute because they're, they're a corner case. Um, but you roll a dice and, uh, at, battle, at, during, at the end of the battle shock phase. So they've already taken their battle shock test. And on a three up, you get to bring back D3 models. So it's so that was something I was like, well, I was running pinks, pinks because of the new war scroll, they aren't slain until they go down to Brims. So you can only bring Brims back. And this is this was put out there to compensate for the pre uh, before this last revision for horrors. So it limits you to one. So you can only bring back mm -hmm. one Brim. So I was like, well, I'm running pinks anyway. I've got all these heroes. I want the five aboard. I'm not gonna run Bellacor as a general. I'm running Bellacor as a general now. And it is awesome. <laughs> it's just, but but in order to do that, I've had to change my list, right? I've had to I've had to move away from the hero heavy stuff, not miss the five up ward. I've had to move away from horrors as being um, the, the go to, uh, and from flesh hounds because you see flesh hounds are not on that option for cursed skies. Flesh hounds are battle line. They're uh, they're probably one of our best battle lines um, because of the board space they take up and the the points cost. I think they're one hundred five, um, so the cheapest that we have. Um, but, uh, but they can't come back. So because I've changed, and this is, I think a really good example of how Legion of the First Prince is just this vast thing that can go in all these different directions. Um, because I've changed the list, I brought, brought in Bellacor as the general. Um, and then because I brought Bellacor in the general, therefore I'm changing the list, right? So, um, but it's, it's the same allegiance, the same abilities, but it's a completely different play style than what I did before. Um, the 48 Furies list that I'm running now, I've had people just be like, I've played several games where afterwards the opponent has said, you are not playing Warhammer like anyone else I played Warhammer against. They're like, I don't know what game you're playing. <laughs> and so it's, it's, and so someone said I was playing chess where they were playing Call of Duty. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's just a completely different way to think of the game. Um, but this allegiance lets you do that as well as these other lists and these other approaches, if you want to hero hammer, which is why I just love this allegiance so much because it's got, 
it's that sort of like this never-ending well it feels like where you go explore this go try this out um mm. and that's why i keep pushing people to try new lists because if we're just kind of locked in that you know net list that we got when bellocore came out we don't get to experience and try all these new things and the meta is going to change and if we as an allegiance stay locked in that one thing it's going to change your response and we need to change your response to it um that was a lot i'm sorry that's kind of threw that no 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 it's it's good it is good and uh again it kind of goes back to the fact that um, this is one way of looking at it because if I just wanted to smash, right? If I just want mm -hmm. to build a combat force that goes forward and smashes, I could. I could have a combination of Keeper of Secrets and um, and Bloodthirsters and a bunch of battle line if I want to go down that route. Yep. If I want to tap into, like I said, movement, right? Rural good movement shenanigans. Like there's so mm -hmm. much you can tap into, which is why I wanted to kind of get your thinking, right? So yeah. Bellacore, obviously, take advantage of the Cursed Skies. Mm -hmm. uh, is certainly good, but obviously keeping in mind the changes to the demon, sorry, the, the horrors. Mm -hmm. Your faction obviously gets a six-up ward save, which is great, right? Everyone yeah. across the board gets a ward. If Bellacore is not the general, there is a command trait to get a five. Uh, is it a five no. bubble, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Five up, uh, five up board with the holder within eight inches of the general with that uh, command trait. Um, so infernal world markers is great. It's nothing that you can bank on. I mean, a six up. Yeah, it's it's one in six chance. It's not going to happen all the time for sure. Um, the first damn prince is um, great. Um, and actually, let's get to unyielding legions first. We're going to leave the first damn. I think we should leave that for last. Um, but the, sure. the un unyielding legions is. It's the best summoning, I think, in Age of Sigmar, um, hands down. It's like I move a, a hero, I roll three dice. If I roll 10 or higher on those three dice, I get to bring in a unit keyed to that hero. Um, and it just happens. Um, there's there's no sort of precondition. I don't have to build up fate points. I don't have to do any of this garbage. Um, I just I just do it. And Bellacore goes 14 inches. All right, he can auto-run six, so he's going to go 20 inches. This summon, Bellacore can bring in anything, any of these, including Furies, unit of six Furies, um, which he couldn't do under Legion of Chaos Ascendant. He was undivided and he was not a summoning platform. Now he is. So you can auto run him 20. If he rolled, you know, you, you have to choose who you're going to come in off of. So you say, I'm going to try to do a yielding Legions off of Bellacore. Lawyer three dice. If you get a 10 or higher, that unit can then come in holy within 12 of him. So that's 32 inches that you can be back on your line, go 32 inches and have something out there taking up space um it's just it's an amazing ability especially with all of our very very fast heroes and one of the other cool options i was just i was gonna ask you is there any ways to modify that 10 up and i can see there is a command trait called primordial commander that mm. your general gets plus one to the roll so you get yeah. a, that on a nine up yeah and that that's i mean that's statistically it's it is a change but i don't know if it's enough of a change to not either have Bellacor as a general or Ruinous Aura. The only, th so it's tricky because the changes to Pink's has, uh, Pink's being a priori priority target has really kind of messed up our summons a little bit because you could bring in five horrors. That is a unit of five horrors. And according to the, the hunt FAQ that came out, it's just a unit of Pink's. It's not a unit of. And so you bring in a unit of five that's 25 wounds that can easily be killed um, uh, in, in this current meta. And so you've just brought in the ability for them to get a free victory point when they kill that unit. Um, it's more, it, I used to be a go-to, I'm going to bring in pinks all the time. Like, why wouldn't I? But now it's much more situational. So when you look at prime, uh, primordial commander, the ability to go from a 10 to a nine, 
I would always think, okay, I want to put that on something fast moving like um, the uh, the Flux Master or um, the one on the chariot, the each Hero on the chariot, yeah. um, because they're going to go out there. They can be your general. You're going to get that 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 fast movement and be able to bring in pinks. And now, because pinks aren't as good of a summons for the reason of giving up a VP, it makes Primordial Commander to me even less attractive. Um, putting on something like a Slopity Biopiper, who's five wounds, will more than likely die pretty quickly and can't give you that range for when you summon, um, it, th that I wouldn't consider that to be an option um, for, for Primordial Commander. So um, so to me, the, the fact they've changed pinks the way they have um, makes that even less of a take for, my, for a, a, a command trait. And it's probably worth calling out as well. And I think this is like, do I take Bellacor? Do I not take Bellacor? To get the five up ward and to get the plus one to the um, to the summon, they're actually conflicting uh, abilities, right? So you either, you've either got one command trait mm -hmm. or the other. You can't get yeah. both. So again, it kind of forces you down that argument of like taking Bellacor because it is good value. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not necessarily, you don't have to, but it's certainly um, a very good option, especially for the points and what it brings to legion um yeah you know paperboy j mentioning that you know they feel pinks are a trap now and plague bearers are a great summoning because that was going to be my next question is if if pinks aren't the best option right now in your opinion what would be would you be summoning or when would you be summoning demonettes uh blood letters or is it like furies from bellacore plague bearers because you get 20 wounds essentially because the plague bearers went up from one to two wounds now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would I would be doing players, but so so that everything in this army is, is connected in some way, shape, or form. So when you're looking at the summons, you then have to look at the heroes because the summons are key to the heroes. So in list list creation, you have to say okay. Um, but the problem with bringing Nurgle, um, uh, with bringing play bears, is most of those are going to be tied to a very slow moving Nurgle hero <laughs> or mm -hmm. to Bellacor, right? Bellacor being the 14 inch move, um, and so it's. You need to think about what you want to summon uh, because they threw in that pinks give one VP. It, the summoning now becomes something that you have to consider with this army. Um, and so you need to more carefully consider your, uh, I think you need to more carefully consider your heroes. I've brought in demonettes a few times. Um, I did it once in order to actually get the um, the first damn prince, the first part of the first damn prince where you reroll attacks. Um, I've, I've been able to do that on a couple occasions. Uh, and I, I just had to bring in the, the demonettes in order to, to complete that uh, that, that group of four. Um, and I've also brought them in when I needed to make a charge. Um, I was playing a, a mega Gargant army against uh, Kyle at an RTT. It was a great player, beautifully painted army. Um, it was a really fun game. And I, I was paired with him first round and I was like, great, this is exactly the one I didn't want to play against. Um, it was a 48 furies list. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to kill any of these things. Um, but I was able to summon in a unit of uh, a demonettes and I actually dropped his unit of three, um, three baby gargants, and I was able to drop a mega gargant in that game. And I did it because I had Bellacor on one end, I had Furies along another end, and then I summoned Demonettes and rerolled the charge and got them in. So they bracketed him. He went on his turn, and even though he has long shanks, he actually couldn't go get over outside of three. So he was trapped. And so I ended up attacking him again with everything on his turn and, and dropping the, the mega. So being able to being able to get that unit in because they, they do have the, the reroll the summons and they are pretty much our best our reroll charge and they're pretty much they're one of our better combatty units uh, the demonettes um, the the play bear I mean not play bears the uh, uh, the blood letters the fact that they're one inch and thirty two 
just really, really hurts in the new coherency rules. Um, but yeah, but demonets do, I think, have have some play. The question, the question is, are you also bringing in a, a hero other than Bellacor that can summon them? Um, because Slanesh Keeper Secrets is really expensive, um, especially mm -hmm. since you're you're paying for the the double tapping sixes, right? And you're, I mean, there's there's a lot that you're paying for in the allegiance that you're not getting here. Um, the mask, though, is a, a hero that I've run, which I would use as a summoning platform for demonettes, um, uh, especially since she can go, she can move so quickly um, and just get up into their deployment and bring out demonettes right at the beginning. Um, and plays the control, the control game as well. Like, there's definitely some good minor heroes that I tap into from Corn and from from um, Slanesh, but definitely. Oh, yeah. Zinch is definitely like a clear winner, um, as is Nurgle. But I think mm. you you made some really good points because one of the things that has happened, if you haven't looked at Nurgle lately since the new um, battle tome, is that they have indeed become much much slower. And mm, the way so that slow. even they interact with the feculent Narmors has fundamentally changed. Yeah. Um, you know the contorted epitome. That's the uh, paperboy J. That's exactly the other one I was going to call out. The contorted epitome is another great option yeah. um, as a minor hero. Yeah, she's really good. Um, and I think the only other legion ability that we had was the the second part of the the first aim prince, which is the um, so everyone gets a six up. Um, but whenever you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to Bellacor, pick a friendly unit with a nine. That's I. That's one of the um, the the summonable um, uh, battle line types. On a four plus, that wound or mortal wound is allocated to that unit instead. So because of the fire slayer hero that just came out, that's that's really kind of destroyed any sort of debate there was about this. Um, so Bellacor will get his unrendable save, the four-up unrendable. Um, anything that gets through the four-up unrendable, he will then do a, if he's within nine, he'll do a four-up um, allocation roll. Um, whatever gets a four or higher goes to that unit, they then will have their ward save on a six-up. And then Bellacor will have a six-up ward save for anything that didn't get allocated to that unit. Um, so he is super-duper tanky. Um, he, if, if he dies... If Bellacor dies and you're playing Legion of the First Prince, you've got bigger problems. <laughs> there's there's something that's fundamentally gone wrong in that game um, for him to have died. Um, either you've played him entirely too aggressively um, or something was wrong with deployment or something uh, because because he's he's super tanky. Um, and also... Uh, was he 14 wounds? 14 wounds. 14 wounds. 14 four wounds, up, four, four up, up save, six up ward, and can bounce wounds. Yeah, yeah. four up and rentable save four up allocation or, or a bodyguard and then a six up ward um, or a five up if he's in the range of the ruinous aura. So he's, he's pretty tough. Um, the, uh, the one thing that I would point out is that I try to make sure either he's next to a unit of pinks or he's got two, I mean, the current list that I'm running with the 48 furies where he's the general um, because I'm doing that bounce back. I try to make sure that he's within nine of two units of plague bearers, because if you notice that, that allegiance ability, it says that, you know, you pick the unit and Everything that he sh that he uh, shrugs to them has got to go to that one unit, and, and and he has to make that that bodyguard roll. You can't say, "Oh, I'm not going to make that roll." No, it's not option. It, yeah. It's a, it's a must. It's an yeah. it's not optional. And so, if you have two different sources of damage coming at you, like say at the shooting phase, you're getting hit with one thing. I will send those shrugs to one unit of play bears, and then I get hit with something else. I'll shrug to the other unit of play bears, and then I'll take you know six six wounds. It's going to be three models. So I could then, at the end of my Battleshock phase, bring back D3 for each instead of dumping everything into one. Does that make sense? Yeah, and no, I'm just yeah. rereading the second part of the – because I remember you had that contentious discussion on Warhammer Weekly with the mm -hmm. first Damned Prince. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just rereading the text okay. and looking because, you know, traditionally anything with a bodyguard, you cannot, um, you cannot do a ward save after you've allocated. 
and I know there was some discussion around um, does that does does this particular wording break that yeah. cycle? So, and well, I know Fireslayers definitely did change it with some specific wording. Yeah, and there is, I think it's a core, it's a coral. Oh, I should have written down somewhere. One point six. Um, but where, where it talks about one point uh, fourteen point one, it talks about words. It says unless otherwise stated. Words always happen before allocation. So the unless otherwise stated or unless stated otherwise is really important. And then also in the core rules, I think it's I think it's one point six where it talks about abilities that allegiance and war scroll abilities always um, supersede core rules. Yes. So uh, so everything in the Broken Realms Bellacore and the Bellacore Allegiance that is spelled out crystal clear as to what the sequencing is whenever Bellacor takes uh, takes damage or has, has an attack incoming. Um, so I know that there's still some, you know, talk to your TO about it, but I know that the AOS Worlds, I think, has ruled that he does get... Yeah, we're, we're, Ned, Ned, we're not getting into this discussion. Literally no, watch. Sean, no. I was literally just going to say, um, talk to your tournament organizer. That's probably yeah. the only thing, you know, I mean, there's good, until FAQ'd otherwise, there's good arguments on either side. Talk to your TO with alloc word, word allocation. I think Fireslayers does give us hope um, mm, that yeah. that's clarified a little. Yeah, let's move exactly. on. Let's, let's move on. Let's, I can please. see people. People are freaking out. Going no. I spend a lot board. of time talking about this, and I've I've stopped actually. People people ask, and I let other folks in the chat take over. Oh. You had a presentation, literally. Like I don't have the presentation up, folks. We're not going to go through a Vince Ventrella style. This is why wards do or do not happen. Yeah. Um, before I get into your list, mate, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Like when it comes to the current meta, right? You know, mm -hmm. whether it is the shooting meta with, you know, bow snakes, long strikes, cruel boys, bloody everything, like all this shooting stuff, right? Mm -hmm. We've got dragons running around. We've got formulators running around. Um, I was looking at this, you know, I was looking at some of the lists that are coming out of um, Adepticon at the moment. So we've got this emerging meta since the winter FAQ. Um, you know, Nurgle's starting to come up. Like how does Legion of the First Prince as it currently stands, you know, stack up in the local meta or the current meta, sorry, mm -hmm. what the demands are. Well, I don't know if I'm the one you want to ask about this because I love this army and I'm going to champion this army until the day that GW says you can't play it anymore. Um, but I, I, is it top Is it top tier? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's top tier because it has that, just as I've been talking about, it has that flexibility that you can look at the meta, you can see the way the meta is shifting, you can react um it's we don't we don't have to wait for other things to break in order for us to become to be elevated or a new book in order to elevate us we can um basically say what's going on see what's going on and then adjust accordingly um so I, to me as the meta evolves the legion of the first prince is going to evolve with it and it's going to stay top tier um i, I can't imagine that it's going to be it's going to drop because it's just so it's just so deep that the bench is so deep and, and, i, I and, will say I will say that I think it's it has potential to be top. I think there's a lot of player skill that comes in that makes it top. So it's not it's not some of the other factions where the list can really just carry yourself to victory. Mm -hmm. This does require a lot of skill, a lot of counterplay, and a lot of thinking. So it has yeah. the ability, but I don't think it's natively the mm -hmm. top tier the top tier um uh, a faction. Yeah. I think you're right in that. Is that because Legion of the First Prince, like, so I listen to a lot of review shows from a lot of uh, folks on YouTube. And, you know, they, reading reading New War Scrolls and, and looking at Legion's abilities and talking about them. And what you always hear is it does it has this many attacks at this much rend and it does this much damage. That's a good unit. All right? And the Legion of the First Prince doesn't 
play that way. Like it, we're not we're not going in there and saying we're going to stomp you. How I'm going to I'm going to table you. Um, it's about something completely different. And what I've noticed in my career, um, my career with Legion of the First Prince, uh, about playing Legion of the First Prince, is that I've sort of actually taken that and gone even to a greater extreme in some ways. Like I've actually won, won a game, uh, Legion of the First Prince, without killing a single enemy unit. Um, and I won that game. Um, and so there's, and I've always thought, you know, AOS is a game about movement. It's about objective uh, capture. And, I, and I, I pulled it off. I was like, yeah, I didn't kill a single. It was OBR. I was like, I'm not going to kill a single one of these units. How do I win? And I won. Um, and so uh, Legion players, like, they're, they come at this, I think, a different way. Like, it's, it's not about how much damage can I do. It's, it's about how do I get the points on the board um, to where I have more than you at the end of the game. And that that's really a different sort of beast, I think, than like, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to stereotype, but if I want to play Iron Jaws, it's about, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to bash. I mean, their Legion's ability is smashing and bashing, right? I mean, it's like, yes, that's what we're going to do. And and with, with with Legion of the First Prince, in a lot of ways, like there's been some my 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 turns where it's like, I'll go in, do my hero phase, do my movement phase, and then say, your turn. Because yeah. I've gone up within three inches and I don't charge. I've done what I need to do. I've captured that objective. You're up. And mm. and that's just a very different way to play than a lot of other people that, that I've played against. Yeah, it's definitely like Paper Boy J, 100%. It doesn't autopilot itself. And that's kind of why I said it's not a top tier. I'm not saying it hasn't got the ability, but it does require you to have some good skills and thinking. And something that is very counterintuitive to a lot of players, and I say this all the time, retreat. People dislike retreating. For some reason, they just love to just grind it out and smash, smash, smash. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the thick of combat, people's options are always smash, 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 all out attack, all out defense. It's never, should I just retreat myself out of combat? And that kind of really come to me um, when I was playing Mega Gargans last year, when I was playing in second edition, mm -hmm. because Gargans aren't that great in combat. They're good, but they're not great. They're very swingy. And the best options actually was for me to be outside of combat, sitting on an objective yep. and playing KG. And this, again, this is why we're not talking about building your list around uh, what um, demonettes and mm -hmm. bloodletters and the combat style, you know, take, take a couple of bloodthirsters. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. literally coming out of my mouth. It's about the counterplay. It's about the wound mm -hmm. sink. It's about the, the board control. And what I think it, it does do really well when you combine, again, why Bellacore and the Corn Demon Prince are so popular in Legion is denial. It's denial of battle tactics. And that will be the difference when you look at some of these big tournaments. You know, I was looking at LVO, for example, and probably you'll come up with Adepticon and other faction, uh, other, other tournaments. People went 5-0 and oh and 4-1. and one. And the mm. difference between podiums were did you score 5 out of 5 uh, battle tactics? Yep. And and you play a really good game to stop me from scoring, mm -hmm. you know, broken ranks, you know, uh, slay the warlord. There's a lot of things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the list that I'm playing now, I I don't give up slay, uh, broken ranks with that list. Um, and slay the warlord, because Bellacores in general, they, they're either going to get slay the warlord or they're going to get bring it down. They're not going to get both um, mm -hmm. uh, if, if they're able to do that. And so it's it's one of those things that, kind of as I put it together and I've been piloting it and tweaking it, um, just the list itself is denial. <laughs> and so it's, it's, I mean, we'll talk about it in, in a bit and, and hopefully I can walk through, through that game, but it's, it's a very different beast than anything that I've played before. And I absolutely love it.
Well, I think again, and, and, and it's this context that I wanted to bring up. So in order to actually talk about your list um, and I, I wanted to put that context in place because when I look at this list, I'm like, who does damage? Mm-hmm. Like when I look at this and go, Furies die really quickly. Plague bearers have 20, you know, 20, 20 wounds each unit. Mm-hmm. Pink horrors are all right. Like they're, again, they're a wound sink, you know, no, no combat kind of monster. It's counterintuitive to a lot of players and how they like to build their list. Mm-hmm. But when you actually unpack this and see the secret source and what we've already talked about, a lot of denial, this is where the magic happens, mm-hmm. which is where I'm going to pass the baton on to you and explain that. You're, I'll read out your list for anyone who listens to this later on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me a bit about, like, what are you trying to achieve here and how does it all work? So mm-hmm. you got Bellacore with the, um, the the Master's Command as well as the Blue Scribe with Master's Command. Oh, oh, You've um, got... Just real quick, Coach. Bellacore should be the general in this. I don't know. Oh. About, yeah. So he's cool. All right. Yeah. Bellacore is the general. Mm-hmm. Cool. Take Put that one in there. You got 20 Pink Horrors, 10 uh, Plague Bearers, 10 Plague Bearers, uh, three units of 12 Fury. So you've reinforced them. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, you've also got yourself the Emerald Life Swarm and the Soul Screen Bridge. You've gone double battle regiment. So you've gone down to a two drop. Um, mm-hmm. That artifact shouldn't be there. Ignore, ignore that, yeah. folks. That's no me effect. with a te- that's, that's me with a failing on a template. Um, yeah. 1995 on um, with a lot of wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is this is the first of two of this, right, Coach? Uh, I do believe so. There's a second okay. list after this. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is one that's sort of a kind of evolved um, out of what I was playing before. And the, the next one is is the one that my go-to now. Uh, but, and you'll notice that this does not have an artifact. Um, I don't have a, um, uh, some, a, a hero that I can put an artifact on. And so, um, and Bellacore is the general. So he's going to be bringing back um, a D3 on each, on a three up, D3 in each battle shock. So my battle shock and their battle shock. Um, and, uh, yeah, they are actually. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> call this. I'm gonna call this comment out from a friend of the channel, the Great Book of Grudges, amazing YouTube channel. Um, thanks for dropping in. Um, obviously, a very warm well, a fantasy focused channel, and I actually agree with you because, like, um, so the comment is, Christ Furies are still a thing. They used to be a. Are they better than a paperweight from what they were in fantasy? And it's very true. At best, they used to like soak up a, a artillery damage. Right, you just run them up the board. These five crappy Furies and, um. And they just die, right? So, mm-hmm. but yeah. but you've obviously like it's obviously this show is literally furious. So there's some good list taking in here. But sorry, yeah. please continue. Um, and looks like Paperboy Jay, um, he's drank the Kool Aid, man. He's he, he's seen, he's taken the pill, and he sees behind the wall. He's, <laughs> I love it. Um, and so the, uh, so uh, three up, uh, D three from the play bears and the Furies. Um, and that's gonna and so the Furies are not battle line. The battle line are the pink horrors and the the two units of plague bearers. Um, and so the Furies are gonna so the reason I reinforce them, they're unit of six normally, they're reinforced to unit of twelve. So and I don't know if you ended up having any of the picks against with that OBR game or not, coach, but um, what I'm able to do with the Furies is and you said you love to retreat, you love to retreat. The Furies will let you retreat every combat phase, Coach. This unit is made for you. You're going to be all about this unit. Um, everything, it's your combat phase, their combat phase. It's not just the movement phase. Um, so Furies are awesome because, okay, there's only five There's only five turns per game, right? You have got to do everything you need to do to win in five turns. And so what this list does, um, and what the other list does even better, but you have Bellacore, who is 
stopping them from using a unit either one or two of those five turns, right? So 40% of the time, possibly, that unit's just out of the game. The else, you only have five different times to move, right? Everything in the, in the game has five different touch points where they can move that unit. It's full. I mean, you've got, you've got um, uh, redeploy, but that's a D6. Who knows what it's going to be? It's usually a one when I roll it. Um, but the Furies have, um, they have the option to move every single combat phase. So that's 10 combat phases plus your five normal movements. Um, and so they have 15 possible movement touch points throughout a game. And that's just insane. Um, they can go anywhere on the board that you want, get into anything that you want. Um, and the fact that there are 12 models in a reinforced unit means that you have a unit of, say, 10 um, or even five liberators, right? You've got a unit of five liberators. And it's a all these um, objectives are six inches, right? This a, a six inch, um, wholly within six. So they have their five liberators on it, and I have to be outside of three of an enemy unit um, when I'm uh, unless I charge. So I bring my furies up, and if I just run them or I can get them twelve on their own, they line up right like five point nine uh, away from the center of that objective. Just shh, there's my unit of twelve. I outbody you. That's my objective now. I'm not going to charge you. I don't have to attack. I don't have to do anything like that. I've just capped that objective. Same thing with the unit of 10. My unit of 12 Furies now just capped that objective. Then on your turn, you charge. If you don't go into that unit first, so you've charged this unit of Furies on this objective here, I'm going to then activate them and cower on the other side of that objective. Still within 5.9 of the objective, but out of 3. And away from you to be able to pile in an attack. And so I still own that objective. And so Furies are just going to bounce around all over the place. And when you get one unit and then you get a second unit coming in, you've got 24 bodies on the objective. You get a third unit up here, you've got 36 bodies on the objective. If there's anything that's going to outbody me on the objective, like Clan Rats um, or something like that, Furies actually have a pretty solid profile. Um, there are two attacks apiece, so 24 attacks in the unit of 12, fours to hit, threes to wound, minus one rend, one damage. Throw them and Bellacor into something, you know, you'll wipe out that unit of clan rats that's going to outbody you. Um, and so Furies just, they're your screens. They, um, they can go back and hold objectives. They can actually kill something if you need them to. And what I love to happen in my games, this happens all the time, is they're on objective, they're taking a couple hits, they charge, they attack, they've, you know, killed three Furies, because they're two wounds apiece. So they've killed yes. three Furies. Um, so I'm down to nine Furies on that unit. So I don't activate that unit now because it's already been attacked. So I, I go over here and activate this other unit, and I come back to them. That's when I then cower away and still hold that objective. And then at the end of the Battle Shock phase, I get to roll a three up and bring back D3. And so these things just don't die. Like, I've played games where these I have all four units of Furies on the board in some way, shape, or form at the end of that game. What I love to do is having, like, um, there's a game I played against um, uh, Kragnos, and Kragnos comes in, and he hits, was it Kragnos? I think it was, uh, it might have been one of the monster trucks, the uh, um, Gatebreaker Frost, Lord, Frost Lord on Stoner, I think. Oh, yeah. He comes in, and he hits this unit of 12 Furies, and left, like, maybe three, I think three left. So I go over here, activate something else, and then when it's time for activate them, I cower them. They go 12 inches. They go within range of Bellacore's 18-inch command range, because he's a general. So that's a 20, that's a 30 inch spread 
for Melacor to be able to do inspiring presence at the start of my combat phase. And then I do a D3, you know, a, a three up. I get D3 at the bottom of that battle shock phase. Next hero phase, I do a rally and I roll nine dice because they've lost nine models. So I bring back, you know, maybe one, two, if I'm lucky, usually zero because of how I roll. But you've got rally and they're in range of Bellacore to get the rally because they don't have a leader. So you have to remember that. They're in range of Bellacore to get a rally. And if it's my turn, I've got the blue scribes who's going to auto cast an Emerald Life Swarm on a two up. Hmm. That's going to come out when it casts. It's going to, you know, on on a, on a, a three or higher, it's going to bring back a model into the hero phase. Three or higher it brings back another model. So I've gone. I've had a unit of, you know, something down to a unit of three furies and got them back to about seven or eight, in from one battle shock to the end of a hero phase, and then they're off again. Burning question from the chat that I think is an important question because some people who either have heard about Legion of the First Prince or already playing Legion of the First Prince is wondering why this list doesn't have a Cornet Demon Prince. And Paperboy Jay has been adding some really great commentary in the in the chat, and I've been bringing it up as we go. But for the folks who obviously can't see the visuals, because you're talking a lot about denial, right? You're denying mm. people, you're moving your furies around, you're retreating them from combat instead of attacking to always be kind of threatening the objective mm -hmm. so surely surely the the corn demon prince would just add an extra layer to that that zone denial right like surely this would be a great piece mm, i don't think so <laughs> just be i mean so he, he's going to limit charges so what i love about furies is that they're not so a unit of 12 will take up a solid amount of board space and then again, you have to think that everything is broadcasting a three-inch no-go zone around it, unless they charge, right? So in your head, you've got to think whatever that, whatever that blueprint for that unit is, add three inches to it, and this is a this is this is my space now until you charge me. Um, and it's, but with the Furies, like I can get them into a, a unit of long strikes relatively easily. Um, they're going to take the hit because they're twenty-four wounds. And then they're actually going to do some damage to those long strikes. They're going to take out, you know, two or three in a combat. And then I'm going to roll a three up, uh, a D3, to bring back more for the next turn. One um, of the I was playing an IDK army, and I had Bellacor. <clears throat> this was another wonderful way of using series. So um, Savage Spearhead. Um, I was, uh, Savage Spearhead was my tactic, and it was a uh, it was one of the missions where there was an 11 inch deployment. And so uh, an 11 inch, actually 11 inch territory, right? So I had to be wholly within their territory for Savage Spearhead. And so he had a unit of, um, uh, I think it was 20 Reavers that were sitting, it was, it was um, uh, Savage Gains, it was sitting on his objective. And so I had Bellacor, I brought him up next to the 20th, outside of three, and then I had a unit of Furies and I brought them in and then I charged the Furies. The Furies took the Unleash Hell and then I charged Bellacor. You know, I, I was able to charge Bellacore around to get him into um, into wholly within the territory. The Furies, however, weren't wholly in the territory after the charge. But the Furies took the Unleash Hell. Bellacore came in, stomped, the, just basically stomped the, the thralls really hard. And then I activated the Furies, and they cowered out to be wholly within for Savage Spirit. Mm. So they didn't do anything to that unit, right? But they ate the Unleash Hell, and they were able to cower out to still give me the battle tactic. And so to me, that's a win unit. Those unit of six, it would have been killed by the Unleash Hell. Um, but still having it alive because it's a unit of 12, 24 wounds. It's like some people talk about unit of six versus unit of 12. I'm always going to bring a unit of 12 because I think you get, especially when you're bringing back D3, you want that unit to stay alive as long as possible. 
Uh, just looking up a question in the chat. So Billy the Marine, and I think the answer is no here. I'm no. almost 90% yeah. sure. So Billy Billy is asking, can you take the Lord of Affliction and Blight Lords? Um, no, and I, I just, I just because they're mortal, uh, the key reason, they, I think the, error, the, the app might be wrong, but yeah. when you look at the keywords, they're not demon, which is yeah, what lost denies it. you from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they used to be both like uh, I think yes. the corn, the, the, um, the, the mortal corn um, cavalry used to be both and they, they lost that too. Yeah, there's a couple of things that are kind of fringed on both of them. Yes, in the new book, they have cleaned it up. And Billy, yeah. thank you for the sticker donation. Much appreciated for that. Uh, really do appreciate that one. But yeah, like I think you know, like when you look at this list and, you know, I'll bring it back up for the, just in case anyone's joined the, the stream, you know, there's a lot of cool things coming in here and the theory and the reason why we talk so much theory before we get to the list is because if i want to think about denial but i don't want to play certain or i can't get furies or i want to try something mm. different there are so many different options yes the corn demon prince is one option but the mask and the contorted epitome and there's other things that allow you to play in that space mm -hmm. um and if you don't own plague bearers and you don't like nurgle well you know you try to find something else that plays in that space but yeah. i guess what you've heard from sean is it's less about combat there is no bloodthirster there is no keeper of secrets or shellaxi um senessa and dexessa i think are good uh, interesting options for a legion's army especially mm -hmm. senessa i love senessa yeah um, yeah the, the fact that she can Lookout Sir is is really good, <laughs> and that she's that she's not going to give you another drop just for her. Whereas Texessa, you have to do another drop. Um, and she has, important. and she has board wide command ability, or is that Texessa? No, she she does, and uh, and she can also cast um, yes uh, uh, board wide. So um, I mean, one thing I do want to mention though, since we're on, is that the the uh, cursed skies, the ability to bring back D three on a three up. Um, that happens every Battleshock phase, and it's not like a Battleshock test. So Battleshock tests happen when you lose models that combat. Um, with this ability, I can have a unit of Furies or unit of Playbearers lose models round one and still be rolling to get them back round four. It's just, is there has there been any models taken out from that unit at all? If it's not at full strength, roll for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally... Over and over and over again. There's literally no risk in doing it. Like it's not like you roll a you roll a bad roll, you lose a bunch of models. It's just you know, you've you've got so you've got so much high bravery as well. Like a lot a lot of your stuff being demons are a ten. So, yeah, it's all so 10. you you know you need to take a lot of attrition to even remotely risk it. Risk it. And what's what's uh, interesting is that when it was Legion of the Chaos ascended, the the Legion of the First Prince had its own little little paid. It was a sub faction, and in order to do this D three return, you had to spend a command point. Which is why I was like, I'm never going to run it. But now they lost the CP requirement when Bellacor came out, and it just happens for free if he's your general. So you are sacrificing Ruinous Aura um, or, a, 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 or any of the other um, command traits, but you're getting it for free every battle shock. It's really, really strong. What's the Soul Screen Bridge doing in your list? So the bridge is there for the unit of 20 pinks um, in order to just take them and put them where I need them to be. Um, because the battle line, if I'm doing um, power and numbers, I can get them up into one of their um, uh, their objectives. Most of the objectives, like the majority of the objectives in uh, 3.0 so far, are three in the middle, um, either diagonally or straight. So I want to be able to get those guys up there as soon as possible. And also I have it there because you can use a 20 pinks. Once they start popping into blues, you've got 40 blues on 25 mils and it can get kind of unwieldy. And then they're going to become brims. But if you keep this in mind, 
because the bridge lets you pull things out in combat. Um, because they're giving away that one victory point um, due to the uh, the hunt that just came out, um, you can use that soul screen bridge to pull them out when they're in danger and send mm. them across the board so that you don't give up that VP. And by then you have brought, you've summoned in, you know, plague bears or something else that's clogging up the board. Um, and so uh, what I like about that is that off the scribes, because soul screen bridge is 18 inches, right? You put it out wholly within 18 inches of the caster. That, so... Scribes can be here, 18 inches is here, and then 18 inches is here, right? So you're really talking almost 36 inches. The, the real thing you need to worry about is that um, if the scribes are in the middle, 18 on one side, 18 on another side. Um, if, if you have the scribes, uh, the, the issue you have to think about, though, is having all of the horrors, all the models in that unit, wholly within six of where you drop that one half of the soul screen bridge. So that's why as you're popping, if you want to have this ability to pull them out later, they have to be holy within six. So you kind of have to, you know, you can arrange them like this around an objective yeah, and you, pop the bridge you, on you the need objective them, itself. You need like a moon or something because yeah. you've, you've got to think about because it's going to be is it wholly within six inches of the, the first bridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they can just fly across the board. Um, it's, it's a, the soul screen bridge is pretty insane for what it does. Yeah, and you've got some strong casters as well. Um, and, like, you know, again, like, you know, there's so much flexibility in this list. You know, I know Paperboy Jay mentioning that it's a so strong list, and you're right. But, you know, if you want to lean more into Sloppy Bar Piper, good option mm -hmm. potentially when you've got the Plague Bearers in the house. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be looking at things like Beasts of Nurgle or even, you know, Nurglings if you want to add a Nurgle flavor. Mm -hmm. um, something you haven't got in here and you mentioned that's a good option is things like Flesh Hounds. You know, especially to help deny your opponent from casting mm -hmm. spells. So, again, it's, that's that's what, that's what I love about this. There's just so much flexibility mm -hmm. um, if you don't want to go too heavy in one particular style. And, and what I like about this list, like, so this is one that I played against um, a local OVR player here, Adam, who's just got a gorgeous list. Um, the, the the picks I sent for you uh, to you were, were of the uh, his army, but the the twenty pinks just take Catacros for four turns, um, and they did no damage to him, which is good because you know his main attack ends up going up in uh, attacks and damage as he gets wounded. And so it was just like, okay, just go into him. Um, and I also like this list a lot because, I mean, even more so with the next one we're going to talk about. But opponents look at this when you put it on the table. What do they shoot at? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to waste time shooting at pinks. You don't want to waste time shooting at furies. You're going to try to shoot at Bellacor, but everyone knows that you're not going to kill him, especially when he's going to heal D3 from a heroic action and two times D3 from a um, uh, life swarm is going to double tap off the scribes. You can kill the scribes, but if I'm deploying correctly, I've put them within line of sight blocking, or at least they have minus one to hit. Um, and so there's, it, it's really a conundrum. Like usually when you go to a, a table and you're like, okay, that's the thing that I need to worry about and I'm going to target it. With a list like this, people are kind of like, what am I, what do I do? <laughs> and and it's, it's that sort of hesitation that you then play in because then you, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to lock down one of your units for one or two turns, don't forget. Um, and so for, for most, getting into their head. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the way, Sean keeps referring to photos. I have a couple of these photos that I'm going to share um, when when we finish the lists and I talk about deployments. So I've got I've got two examples of Sean's deployments that he can um, talk a little bit about how he kind of wraps it all up. But I do want to ask you, like, for most people, when I look at a list like this, people would focus mostly on like Bellacore first. Good. Now, now that's that's I was going to say to you literally like once Bellacore throws down Dark Master, um, I mean he still has incredible value, but like what's done is done. 
And there's a lot of flexibility in Duckmaster to stop you from, from doing certain things if you really need to. Well, but what, also, what is what is the linchpin? Like, what is the linchpin? What's the thing that you would want to not lose the most? Well, in this list, because Bellacor is the general and I want to D3 things back, um, he's he's central. Um, and it also has prize sorcery. So this one could easily be broken ranks too, um, uh, depending. If I have a block of 20 horrors, though, I'm playing him pretty aggressively. Like, I'm wanting them to be hit um, and to bog something down. Because like you said, Coach, people just don't retreat. Um, and even when they do retreat, that's one of their movement phases, and they only have five of those. Um, yes. And they, most things can't charge after that. Um, and so uh, I don't care if you get in combat and retreat from me because I'm trying to, I'm trying to take away to slowly winnow away your windows of opportunity to do things while I'm doing things. Um, and so I guess Bellacore, I mean the blue scribes, I can lose them. Um, the, it's gonna, it's kind of a bummer that I don't get the the two up um, autocast, uh, an undispellable cast. Um, and I also like to change them into a monster um, and then use them in Bellacore for Savage Spearhead. But you got to be careful with that because if they get killed, then they give a VP for being a monster. Correct. So, um, yes. so I, I mean, I picked Prize Sorcery for this because I actually want people to think, okay, bellacor has got Dark Master. He's, gonna, he's the general, so he brings back D3. He also has Prize Sorcery, so I want to kill the wizards. And that way they're sort of trying to target him and trying to kill him. Um, and it's very difficult to kill. And when I've got, especially with the next list that I'm running with four units of 12 Furies, I have so much on the board. You're just, if you're a melee army, you're not going to get to him. He's not going to, you're not going to be able to hit him until I say I need him in combat. And he can go 14 inches and then charge. So he'll get where I want him to be. Boom. List changed. So there's your second list. Oh, so you've got your seekers, got the flesh hounds. So you've got the same fundamental. Quick question uh, that I think is a good one is mm -hmm. um, Jerome asking, you know, do you have any tips or advice on, creating a cohesive force because i could see that as a challenge right mm -hmm. um how do i paint a, a cohesive force and i think for me the the, the key thing is going to be basing right um, yeah that's what i was just going to say it's mostly just basing so i don't know how well you can see this or not but the basing material is all the same um, well it, it doesn't make it doesn't matter it's just it's it's all sort of the same sort of basing that's connecting everything um and yeah. so and, and what i've done is i put different colored tufts for the different factions so if I want to take them into an all corn army, I've got the the black tufts of grass for corn with the blood. Um, if I want to do a Nurgle, I've got the the Nurgle with the brown, and the, and the Nurgle's rot. Um, but but they're all connected enough, but distinct the faction the factionally distinct, and the Legion's army that it all sort of ties in together. I think it looks fine. Um, and again, I'm not really a painter. I'm not doing the hobby meta. Um, I put enough paint on so that you let me play. That's about it. <laughs> No, that's cool. No, I like it. Uh, and yeah, you know, like it depends on like, do you, are you going to go all out on this faction, right? If you build a Legion of the First Prince and then decide I want to become a corn player, a slanish player, and you want to then take the faction to, um, you know, into those and build that out, mm. do you want the same scheme across all of them? Or can you find subtle little ways to create something unique? And I, I guess it's up to yeah. you on how you want to see the faction. But the yeah, second come, list has a lot, lot of commonality. Sorry, Sean. I, I would say coming to the LFP chat, people have some gorgeous looking um, uh, models. Just and they're pulling out all the stops. Um, Paperwood Jay's got a great looking army. Um, Jim over in Sweden is just he's and he's doing some awesome mods, modifications, and stuff. Some kit bashing things, and people are just kind of going nuts. And it's it's really awesome to see. So so come join us on the AOS Coach LFP chat. 
I swear I'm not, I'm not paying Sean to say this. I swear, like there's no and the, and the links down below if people want to join. Uh, it, it definitely a great way to cook up lists and get people to share Wait. their thoughts and their experience. And you know, have you tried this? Have you considered this? What did you learn? Wait a minute, you're not paying me for this. All right, we're gonna have to talk after. <laughs> <laughs> Are you paying me now? Are you now <laughs> paying me? Your second list. Bring them back over. So you've got commonality, right? You've got your mm -hmm. Melacore, you've got your Blue Scribes, you've got two units of Pink Horrors, you've dropped, sorry, two units of Plague Bearers, but you've dropped the Pink Horrors. Mm -hmm. And in its place, you've got two units of Seekers. Mm -hmm. Love the Seekers in this yeah. list. It definitely plays, um, uh, love it, love it, love it, love it. And then you've got three units of 12 Furies. Um, you've dropped four. Soul Screen Bridge. Oh, four, sorry. Yes, I can't count. I'm, it's all right. It's lunchtime for me. I just want to eat. Oh, that's sort of delicious. <laughs> you got four units of, of, of 12 Furies, and then you've got Emerald Life Swarm. I'm thinking mm. about the fact that I need to say that you've dropped the Soul Screen Bridge. Yeah. So yeah. you're around, you're actually more wounds. You've gone from 150 odd wounds to 180 odd wounds. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you are at 2,000 on the nose. So you're not going to get your triumph. Yeah. Um, well, so with the other list, if you take into account the extra wounds in that unit of 20 pinks, it actually comes to 231. So that's yeah. So um, so they're yeah. kind of stealth wounds. There's like an extra eighty built in. Sure. So they True. have to chew through two hundred and thirty-one wounds in order to table that other list, which is insanity. Um, but yeah, but it was just based on straight up what's on the War Scroll itself. This one does have um, more wounds at one hundred eighty-five. I know Peter Bourget. I love this version. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so really why why do you like it? Because like a lot of people probably haven't touched Slanesh, and they and mm -hmm. people don't talk a lot about Slanesh. Um, yeah. So how does this differ and how does it all work? Does Bellacore and the Blue Scribe work the same way? Well, so that all works the same way. Bellacore's still the general. Um, I don't know. If, if this might be actually a good time, Coach, to look at the, the photos from that game again with a, against Kragnos, the, the, the deployment one, and then maybe the after my top of one where it shows the movement um, because that really sort of plays out what I was able to do. With was that the gray table or is that the red table? It's, Sorry, the gray the table? The the black and red table, the, the lava. This yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. So you've got, let me see what you've got here. So you've I, think got got, I think I've got deployment one one and two or yeah. two and three. Yeah. So do you have, are you able to put no, up, no. Um, end of I don't, one? I don't, I, don't, I don't have the rest of them. It's just okay. this, this one particular image. Okay. That's fine. Um, well, you see the deployment here. So I've got the seekers up. Um, so we're playing uh, uh, Power Struggle, I think it is, uh, with the, the three and three. Um, so you've got, Seekers on the line, Seekers on the line, and then uh, the units of uh, Furies behind the Seekers, and then the, you see the Plague Bearers there, the other unit of Furies behind, unit of um, Hounds in the back, um, and then the Blue Scribes and Bellacor. Um, so what I did with this, uh, so I the first thing, I, first question I always ask my opponent every time I go up to the table is, and we, we, we roll to see, you know, who's going to go high and low, and I, who, who takes the first drop, and I say, how many drops are you? To me, that's the first question that should come out of your mouth when you walk up to a table and, and you roll for priority uh, uh, for deployment. Um, and so I knew that I was going to go, um, I was going to get the option, right? He was three drops, I was two drops. And so what I ended up doing with this list, um, you see deployment on, on the left side here, is I ended up, and you can kind of see on the top right there too, what ends up happening after, uh, after the round, is that I have the unit of five seekers. So the seekers are amazing because they are not battle line, so they are not going to give up. Um, broken ranks and they have the same base profile as the hounds so you'll see on the deployment picture those hounds are taking up a massive amount of space 
And they're also, you know, they've got that three inch no go bubble around them. Um, so they're, they're screening out from deep strike really well. And the seekers are deployed the same way. So seekers have a, um, when they run, you get to roll 2d6. It's mm. not keep the highest, it's just 2d6, which means that you can't auto run six, but you're going to run roll on average at least a six. Um, and so, and then they can also run and charge and they can reroll their charge from a banner. So if you really need them to get somewhere, you can. But what I did with both those seekers is I just ran them and they both, you can see at the top right picture, they both went like between 20, 22 and 24 inches. I think one was 22, one was 24. And so they're right up there on their objective um, outside of three, just sitting there. I'm not charging with them. I'm just putting them there at the top of one. And then I auto run the, the Furies as well. Um, I auto ran one of the Furies. Um, oh, that's right. So what this list is not very good at killing something that's got a lot of wounds, right? It's something that's really got a heavy armor save. Um, it's good at, you know, you get Bellicor in, you can take broken ranks from a unit of, um, uh, from a smaller unit pretty easily. But what I end up doing with this is there's, there's, okay, so there's eight possible battle tactics that Legion can pull from. We don't have our own special ones like everybody else. Um, but five of those eight don't require you to kill anything, right? There, there's only, there's Slay the Warlord, there's Bring It Down, there's Broken Ranks. Those require you to kill something. The other five are just do this thing and be in this position and that's it. And so what I needed to do, what I need to do with this as a Legion player is I need to say, okay, what is the battle plan? What, what does this mission let me do? Um, and so for that first round, I picked Conquer because I knew I was going to be able to take one of those objectives. But what I should have done, and this happened with me against OBR on the Vice, the Vice of all things. Remember the, the long deployment? Yeah. I, on his two at round two in the Vice, because I had enough bodies. I had four units of Furies in that list. I had enough bodies just be like, Boop, I'm around it. It's mine. I'm not going to charge you. I own those. Um, and I could have done it with this too, because I had enough that were up there. Um, but I, I didn't want to gamble because I could only auto run one unit of Furies and I couldn't auto run the other. But so what you'll see from that pick is that after my turn, I've got a screen, you know, two, two screens of Seekers who aren't going to give up broken ranks. I've got two screen, uh, two units of Furies behind him on the top right there that aren't going to give up broken ranks. When he charges into those Seekers, those Furies are now in combat because they're within three. They have an option to cower. And so they can then bounce out and go where I want them to do within 12. Kragnos was on the middle objective. Kragnos is the thing I'm most worried about in this list, not because he hits really hard, because what he's going to be hitting is Furies, or he's going to be hitting Seekers. I don't really care. And I'm going to be summoning in other battle line units behind those things to really just bog the board. What I care about is he's worth 30 wounds on an objective. And mm -hmm. so I can't really outbody 30 wounds. That's really tough. So I ended up bellicoring, you know, using Dark Master on Kragnos um, and making sure that he could only shift over. Uh, he got one movement off and he shifted objectives a little bit. Um, but I was able, basically, I took control of the of, of the board. That was just a local game. Right? I was just kind of you know testing out the list some more. But I took control of five out of the six objectives for multiple rounds. And then when Kragnos was free of the Black Master, or of the Dark Master, he started shifting down, I guess, to the to my bottom right. And all I did was start turning like a clock. Like, because the second he got off an objective, I was able to get right on that objective. And so you need to make sure you keep something. And even if he's on an objective, what I love about Furies is that um, even if you're on an objective, because it's a six inch, you know, it's like a six inches all around, it's a 12 inch, it's a 12 inch radius, uh, six inch diameter, 12 inch radius. 
Um, because because it's such a big footprint, actually. When, when you measure it out with a circle, you see how big that footprint is. If you want to stop Furious from taking that, you have to have something here on that objective, something here on that objective, something here on that objective, right? You really have to zone out the objective or I'm going to get that unit of 12 on there somehow, and I'm going to take it from you. And I'm not going to get in combat, so you're not going to be able to kill that unit. It, but it's, it's an entirely different way to play the game. Like, it's just, it's it takes it takes thinking about and getting into, that's why I've, I didn't just go to this list when I started playing Legion of the First Prince and Bellicle came out. I kind of slowly, though, the 3BT list with the, the piling in six and all that um, kind of shifted me to this. And over time, um, this is what, I, what I've arrived at. And it's it's super strong. And and it's counterintuitive. I keep saying this word. It's counterintuitive because when you get close to an opponent, you want to charge. Mm-hmm. When someone is in combat, you want to fight. You don't want to retreat what you're really doing is you're pulling back from those you know instincts to go right well if if someone's coming for me especially Kragnos, especially mm-hmm. mega gargans where you don't often have the bodies to outmatch them you can retreat or you can kind of zone out and i've mm-hmm. said this to a few people in the past the best way to beat mega gargans is to not let them on the objective in the first place because yep. you're not going to have the body. So if you can screen the objective, the fact that you then have the ability to then try to dance out of combat. So especially when they buff up, you know, uh, their finest hour, all that attack, mm-hmm. they do some certain command ability. You can pull back those resources by getting out of combat, retreating, getting, you know, all that good stuff. Right. So, exactly. um, and even zoning as well. Like, you know, they want to go kill Bellacor. Well, cool. You've zoned up the board. You're clogged up that they've got mm-hmm. to kill the chaff, the flesh hounds, the seekers, the furies, the whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the and fact that furies as well are not um, battle line um, means that you don't give up broken ranks. So again, you yeah. keep denying your opponent those juicy objective mm-hmm. uh, victory points. Yeah, and, and that picture, what it showed too, is that I've got seekers, I've got four units of furies, my battle line's back here, right? You have got to get through all of that to get to the battle line. And I can always cower Furies out to have them screen. Um, and, and and because they're two wounds apiece, it's 24 wounds, they'll take a hit and then survive. And then I'll do, you know, Inspiring Presence and all the, the, the bring back models. Um, and so they'll, they'll just come right back out and do their thing again. Um, it's it's very counterintuitive for some people. And, and so, again, when I'm listening to reviews of, you know, War Scrolls and the amount of attacks and the rend and the damage, and I'm like, what's the movement? All right, <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's all I really care. And, and if they kill seekers, like my seekers are there to die, right? The seekers are there to, to 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 lock you up for a turn because it took one whole turn just to get through seekers. That's one out of five turns. That's one fifth of the game just to kill two units of seekers, and then you've got to kill furies that are behind them, right? And then that's another turn, and all that was dark mastered for two turns in a row because I gave it away. Um, and so we were on turn three to four. I had a uh, bottom of four and uh, sorry, bottom of three. And I won priority and I looked at the board and I said, you know what? This is actually exactly how I want it. You go. I mean, I gave him the turn because the board state was perfect for me. I wanted to use my turn to react to how he changed the board state. Um, and so it, it's, it's just a very reactive army. And it's, it's one where, like I said, my turns can just be boom, outside of three, outside of three, outside of three, outside of three. I'm done. Any advice for anyone who wants to get furious? Because I'm seeing in the chat, you know, and, and something that I've even seen people, uh, a big barrier to entry is getting this many furies in, mm-hmm. in, you know, 
on a, on a list, right? How do you go out and buy them? And 3D printing is certainly one. I appreciate that some people play at Games Workshop. They want to play it like the Warhammer Open. So that might not be an option for you. Obviously, you can get people to, to 3D print if you don't own a resin mm. printer. Yeah. Outside of that, do you have any other advice for getting Furies, especially this many? I think it's the quantity mm. that would be a massive barrier to somebody. Yeah, yeah I think when I, when I sent you the, the first 48 Furies list, Coach, your reaction was, why do you have so many? And I said, because I wanted to play this list. <laughs> I also may have said, you're insane. <laughs> yep, I think that was probably said. And I'll own that. I'm cool with it. Um, well, uh, fortunately, they were in the Warcry starter. I mean, it came out a little while ago, um, but in my local area, there's a lot of folks that had bought, that had purchased the Warcry starter, so I was able to get just the, the Fury side. Um, there are, you know, they're, they're in the Warcry Chaotic Beast box, so that's going to give you, if you, know, if you just buy those, it's going to give you a bunch of Raptrixes, which aren't as good. Um, but, uh, you know, some folks I see in the LFP chat have talked about taking the Raptrixes and the Furies and swapping enough body parts and kit bashing so you can get 12 out of it. You know, it's where you're using all GW stuff and there's enough of each within each of them in order to allow you to get 12 out of the box. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is tricky. It's tricky to, to, to get this, this number. Um, I've, you know, taken a look at various websites and just kind of watch the price, you know, see where they, uh, sometimes you'll get them really cheap. Um, but hopefully GW will, will release them as a standalone. Um, one thing that I, I do want to point out is the base size um, of them. So, and this has been something that's kind of been discussed um, <clears throat> late, uh, quite a bit in the LP chat, and we've we've all you know talked this through, and um, and I've talked to TOs about it, um, and, and this is what I've gotten from TOs. Um, so they come in the Warcry box; they come with thirty-two mil bases, but the base size FAQ has them on twenty-five mils. So they, this remodel, this new model, this new sculpt, um, came out with the Wars Cry box, um, uh, the first starter, and it came out in, um, I think it was 2019. 19, 19, I think it was. The base FAQ had, was revised in January of 2021. So based on that, you, so they've said it's 25 mil after they put out 32s, then they said, no, it's supposed to be 25. Um, there's other things like this, like Festus the Leech Lord, I think is supposed to be on a 40 and he comes with a 32. Morse Mushroom is supposed to be on, you know, they changed it after it was already released. Um, uh, I know that Nathan was, was complaining of War, uh, Honest War Gamer about having to rebase his. Um, and so and, but people said, what about Bellacore, right? Bellacore in the base FAQ is on the smaller base, but he got a new sculpt since the last yes. update. Yes. So yep. because he got a new sculpt since the last update, he would be on that new sculpt's base. The Furies, their sculpt happened before the last update, which has them on 25. So every TO I've talked to has said 25s. Um, and so I've been putting mine on 25s. And if they do go to 32s, that's going to be easy to do because, you know, just pop the 25 on a 32, you're good to go. Um, but uh, but as of now, every, every TO that I've talked to has said, you know, the base size FAQ is, is what we're going to go with. Yeah. And it's yeah, actually better. It's, it's actually better because you've got 12 25 mil models, so you can actually do base-to-base -base stream. Yes. Um, and still be coherent. Yeah, it's a, lo a lot easier for coherency and um, just movement in general. Yeah, as a TO, my natural is to look at what the FAQ says and what the current basing size is, mm -hmm. unless there's a strong argument otherwise. So, yeah, I, I'm happy to go 25s. And, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of good options could be Canary. Um, I actually oh, converted yeah, some... I, I converted some flying squigs recently. The Canary wings are the exact same wings. 
Well, well, that's that's what I did was I was able to find someone who was selling bits, and I actually just only bought the wings. Um, mm -hmm. Also, the Dark Eldar, they've got, like, some flying Drukhari-type yeah. things, and they come with, like, 12 wings for six models. So there's actually really? robotic I think they've got, like, six, um, like, feathered wings and six, like, robotic. There's a whole bunch of, like, wings, right? But, mm -hmm. again, you can get uh, – there's a whole bunch of kit bashing, and – it's very easy to do if you can get like Canero wings. So if you're yeah. someone who wants to create a thematic type of fury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I would always go, as I mentioned, I'd go with you as a 12 instead of six because 12 can take a hit and you've got enough there to bring back. Um, and, and the lowest is like, like I mentioned, it's just, it's very much not the typical I'm going to go in and kill because kill points don't matter anymore. When you play a tournament um, it's, it's all about, you know, the, you break down objectives. Who completed all their objectives and then you just certain ties on that um the amount of enemy units you've killed does not factor in any way shape or form into uh the, the, who wins the game and so kill points kill points are not measured they're not even a tiebreaker it is yeah. it's uh win or loss uh how many v uh how many grant uh battle tactics did you mm -hmm. score out of your five did you score your grand strategy some people count like how many monsters you kill, mm -hmm. but like, you know, then it's like strength of schedule, like literally kill points is not even recorded. So yeah, exactly. Um, this plays to your strength. Yeah. And being able to win a game without killing a single enemy unit just feels so good. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll bring up your other picture as well. I think I'd be remiss because you clearly went to the effort of, of sharing me a bunch of pictures. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about your deployment here. Um, um yeah, so the deployment's on the left, um, and the after top one move is on the right. So um, you can see this, this, this is the, uh, the 20 horror list um, that we looked at first. And so Soul Screen Bridge um, brought them up. Um, and you, um, So they're up at the middle of the objectives right now. And this is the one that we played the, the mission from the core rules, where it has the three in the middle, but it has one on each end. Um, it's, I forget what the name is called now. I think it begins with an it's R. It's the first block? No, it's um, not the first block. No, it's, it's from up. the, it's from the core book. Um, man, what is it? It's all good. It's all yeah. good. But, um, uh, <laughs> but it's basically three in the middle, but it's got one at the, at each, in each deployment or uh, at the end. Um, and so this, I just brought the pinks up and I used this old screen bridge as, um, uh, because I know, you know, he's, he's not, he, you have to do the soul screen bridge movement at the start of your movement phase. So he's not going to be able to use it to his advantage because um, he's going to have to move to it before he can even use it. So I used it as sort of a, a blocker to stop um, Catacross from coming in. Um, and got Bellacore up there. You know, the Furies are blocking on the far left. Furies are blocking on the far right. This is only three units of 12. And then you've got the one in the middle. Um, I ended up using Bellacore's Dark Master on this later in the game when he uh, he tried to kill the Blue Scribes for because, you know, OVR has a way to get battle tactics from my dwarf that I don't have access to, which is kind of upsetting. Um, I'm not miffed at all, GW. Um, but he was trying to kill uh, the Blue Scribes. I think it was the, something, the Tithe Demands, I think is the name of it. Um, it's kill an enemy hero on the battlefield. And so uh, I, you know, the unit he was trying to kill the Scribes with that was in combat, I went ahead and did Dark Master and denied him um, the battle tactic. So that's a good example of Dark Master directly denying a battle tactic, um, which I, I'll do it sometimes to stop a ferocious advance, but if it doesn't go off, I kind of feel like I've wasted a, a, a Dark Master, so I tend to use it for later. Rising Power. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so so here you can see, just like the other one, I mean, it, it's not as fast as the other one, um, but top of one, I've just taken over. My whole army's just shifted up, just 
everything's up there. Um, that other one that we saw, like what I want to go across the board, it's gone 22, 24 inches, right? I have one, two, I have four units. Yeah, I've got four units that have gone 22 inches um, and I've just got him locked in his deployment. Um, and then I've got all the bodies behind that are up at the middle of the board. And so one of the ways that this army, I think, controls uh, is not only through Dark Master, but also through just board presence. And you're summoning in, you know, play bears, maybe a unit of pinks, depending on, on what you need um, and what you're looking at. But every time you put a unit of, say, play bears, 20 wounds on the table, you're saying, again, three inch bubble around that unit. Um, and it's something they're going to have to chew through. Uh, and so this, this army controls the board in so many different ways other than just Kairos, the Demon Prince. Um, and so I'm glad that people are starting to explore those other areas. Are there any other units that play well to the control style that you haven't already spoken about? Like yeah. we've already spoke, spoken about Seekers, we've spoken about Furies, we've spoken about Plague Bearers and Pink Horrors and a couple of heroes. Anyone else, like maybe outside of the native, like, you know, we, there's already, we already know Kairos, we already mm -hmm. know the corn demon prince you know yeah. anything that you're maybe cooking in the kitchen and maybe quite not ready to take out the oven or oh, i can't give away my secrets um but i'll uh, uh i will i will mention i mean i've played with her before um uh, the mask is a really great control piece um and she's she's tricky though because if you're going um other than keep something in combat and then probably get stopped right I mean, she's five wounds she um she's got an excellent move right she can run and charge um and uh she can also activate within six and pile in an additional three and she flies when she piles in um and she uh um she's got a four up ward on her scroll um she will also reroll hits if the unit has i think i think it's 10 or less uh movement of 10 or less and then reroll wounds at movement of five or less is there some sort of breakdown like Sorry. that based on the enemy's Pe movement people can look um, at the war scroll like <laughs> Uh, but uh, these this are the things I think about all the time. Right? Um, and so uh, so she's, she's, she can do some damage. She can do some work, but she's really good at pinning a unit down. Um, she can take out a unit of 10, you know, little battle line. Um, and uh, But she can also lock something in. And so, for instance, like, because she can fly when she piles in, she can pile in over. And then when they pile in, they, have, they pile in towards her, right? So, um, so you, can make, you can kind of make them pull away from the objective um, if you want to. Uh, what I like to do a lot, Coach, and you mentioned retreating, that people don't retreat a lot. I will very frequently, when I go to pile in, not move. Um, and I will just, so I'm in combat, right? And I will, uh, um, I've got one one little model within combat. And I'll say, okay, I'm going to pile in. Um, and I won't pile in, I'll attack with that one. Because when I'm piling in, then they're getting more models in, right? Especially if I'm stringing in a unit of Furies, and I've got, I've got one thing, Fury hitting that unit. When, they, when I pile in, they swing, get to swing with more. Or mm. if um, if I'm not within range, right? I just won't pile in at all and not get a hit. I'm still within within three, and I don't have to. I don't. If, if I pile in, I have to attack. And there's times where I might not want to kill a unit, so I just won't pile in. So I mean, a lot of people think that you have like piling becomes something that you have to do. Like I always pile in, I always attack, and piling in is an optional move. Attacking with all your melee weapons you're armed with is not an optional thing. Like you have to do that. But you can choose not to pile. And I, I started to really play around more with that piling in as an extra movement phase with uh, with the mask and with the three bloodthirster units with the, the fury, uh, the unfettered fury, which gives the six inch pile in for uh, for corn demons holy within 16. And you really start seeing how 
that's its own movement phase and it, it allows you to do things or deny certain things if you don't do it. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of not so much about killing other units. And so I've gotten more of the idea that you don't always have to pile in. Which is which is a hundred percent what you're focused on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you people always pile in because they want to do max damage. But if that's not important, and you know, again, like why would I not charge my seekers into combat and still like lock you up? Well, the answer mm-hmm. is is that you're going to come in, you're going to advance a little bit and give you an extra up to three inches. Mm-hmm. You're going to clear one of those units. So. Yes, 100% agree with you. Uh, massive love to Bill the Marine. Thanks for joining up as a member. Greatly appreciated. Um, a couple of other things that I think is really worth calling out. You know, Jer- Jerome had said the mm. contorted epitome. I really like the contorted epitome. Um, another another one that came up, I can't remember where it was, um, the changeling. Yeah, Adam mentioned the changeling. Yeah, it was Adam. Like the changeling is a great little piece. Um, so. So that game that he's talking about was the one where he was the OBR player where I won without killing an enemy unit. Um, and so the changeling was in that list. It was a four, uh, 48 fury list with the changeling in it. And uh, um, I ended up playing it for that, that event that day and it really didn't do what I wanted it to do. Um, especially and now, especially because pinks are um, a prime target, you're going to summon a unit of five pinks off of him. And that's going to possibly give up a victory point. Um, he's going to be within nine in order to be able to give minus one to hit minus one to um, or ha- half movement. But invariably, whatever you're giving that to is just going to move to him anyway. <laughs> it's going to half move is fine. Then it's going to charge and it's just going to kill him. Um, so he can keep something down for maybe a turn. He's no longer the summoning platform he used to be. Um, and in that game against OBR with Adam, um, because I dropped him back in his deployment, he ended up getting that stupid, the tithe demands and getting a two victory points uh, for his battle tactic. So I ended up shifting. I was like, you know, let me see what else I can do. Um, and I ended up going with just the, the two heroes. Um, they have the incredible movement, the incredible speed. Um, and in fact, when next time I play the Vice, um, because with Bellacor, that, that list of 48 Furies that you showed, I'll have Bellacor and I'll have the Blue Scribes in the back within six to cap those at deployment. And then they can just move up because the play bearers go so slow. I can have them. So whenever I think of the Vice, I always have to think of where's everything in turn two? Where's everything in turn four? So I can have plague bearers up here, where the the objectives are going to shift on ter- on two, and have Bellacor and the Blue Scribes cap it at the start of the game, and then they've got fourteen and sixteen inch movement. They can come up in the middle of plague bearers, sort of piddling around the back, moving four inches. Um, so it's that sort of thing that, and then of course I got to think, what are my battle tactics? What am I going to do each round? Um, and, and am I going to be able to kill something in order to get to, to get one of the three, or do I have to rely on the five? So there's a lot of thought that goes into this, but it's really, really rewarding, and so much so, even more so with that first in that first list, that 48 Furies list with two units of ten plague bearers, um, the 48 Furies, the two units of Seekers, Bellacor, and the Blue Scribes, like. Enemy, like enemies, the player, players come up. They're like, "What am I going to attack? Like, what do I target?" They don't, they don't want to waste an attack on any of those things, right? Those things are just not interesting. They're not attractive, and yet I'm forcing them to waste their attack phase um, or their movement phase and their charge phase to get into those things they don't want to get into. A couple of other ones I'd call out. I mentioned earlier the sloppy bar piper. I think is a good option. Another one that we, I haven't spoken about at all that I think is a very good option is a base of nurglings yeah nurglings are interesting they are going to get the sticks up um the the legion's wide ward which is nice um are they 
they're not limited to deployment or to, to enemy territory, are they? It's just uh, so. So, and the, re the this is exactly the reason why uh, I like them because instead of deploying them on the table, you can deploy them in yeah. reserve. They're off board. And the way you bring them on is so long that it is outside of your territory. So it has to be, I think, at least three inches um, outside. It has to be outside your territory. Within three uh, within, within three inches of a terrain feature and outside of nine. Yeah. So, um, and, and what I love about them as well is um, uh, in the Battleshock phase, they heal all wounds allocated to them. So if someone doesn't kill the, the whole base, mm -hmm. it just fully heals up. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, I think that's a, a good possibility. My only, my only, because I've looked at them, and I think the only reason that I didn't go with them is because I'm running Bellacor as the general, and so they're not going to do any returns um, on no. the three up. Um, and they're 105 points compared to six Furies at 95 points. Um, and so when I look at what I can do with the six Furies, how they're so mobile, because um, everything in my list moves, except for play bears, moves. Like uh, uh, mm. hounds are eight inches. Um, and in fact, with that list, I think I had prize sorcery. I could go broken ranks and just keep the hounds in the back and have them move out of out of danger. Um, but everything move, does move really quickly. Um, and so once they're down, they're down. They're a good roadblock. But I think for me and the way that I'm playing with Bellacor as a general, um, I think that Furies play the the role of roadblock much better um, because of the the return and because of the cower, so that they can move out. Um, I can see them having having some play, especially if you can get. Um, something else up there to, to back them up or maybe a unit of six. Yeah. But if I'm bringing a unit of six Nurglings, I'd rather have a unit of 12 Furies. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Furies versus Nurglings. Like I'm, I'm not debating that at all. I'm giving some yeah. options, especially no, people yeah. are thinking other. Uh, yeah, the other one as well. Them. If you've got them, yeah. Right. yeah. And another, another thing that Mike, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on this one, and I want to get to Jerome's question in a sec. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> playing the other side of the fence here. Um, what, about, what about Screamers? Screamers are fast. Screamers, Screamers are fast. They're um, pretty cheap too. Like they're cheap because no one uses them. Yeah, they're 100 points, I believe, for three. Yeah, three um, of them. Yeah, so you're, you're, <laughs> I think the issue for me is that I am because I have Furies already and because I'm running Bellacor as the general, everything in that slot, so that fast attack slot, if you will, if we're talking 40K, is getting compared to Furies. And they're just, they're not gonna, they're not gonna pass that test. Um, if you're not running Bellacor as the general, and if you don't have Furies, I think Screamers and Nurglings are excellent options. If you're running a five up Ruinosaurus and you've got you know your heroes that you wanna protect and you wanna throw these things out there to clog up the board and make them deal with it, I think that's a perfectly viable strategy. Um, uh, you're just not going to get the bounce back with D3, but then again, you're going to lose the Runasura. So you can come at this in multiple ways. Um, and that sounds like, I mean, I've got, I think I've got like 22 Screamers on the shelf yeah. uh, that actually took time to paint because I was running, uh, I was running a Screamer spam in Zeech. So that gives you an idea of where my Pomerian <laughs> goes. Um, but they're great because like when you're playing LRL, just run over something, run over every single wizard unit in LRL and mm. dive bomb D3 mortals. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, so I wouldn't, I would not, um, you know, tell anyone that they suck. They're not, they're, they're not the way to play. It's all, it's all about like Legion of the First Prince has multiple pieces that you, you get to, you get to select. And so as you're going, you're, you're bringing your pieces together and then you could say, okay, screamers fit really well into this overarching. I want a five up board, um, bubble. I'm going to do more hero focused. I need something to block. Um, but.
and screamers and nerdlings might not fit the best. Again, there's also perfect worlds where you have all these models. Um, I have a chaos problem. I will admit I have a chaos problem. So, um, so I, I have these models and I have the luxury to say, you know, I'm going to go this way. Um, but I think that you could make a really viable list with screamers getting up in someone's face. I think they go 16 inches. Um, so they're, they're, yeah, pretty, they're quite fast. Pretty fast they're yeah. Quite, yeah. So look, I think, I think the point here is that this, this works in your style. There are other styles. There are a lot of options. Do you have to go out and buy one particular list? No, tweak it, take it, work with it as you will. Um, it's been, it's been kind of great, great getting into your head just to kind of see how you build. Cause it is, if I start a Legion of the first Prince army, there's just so many options. And I think for me, how I look at it is breaking it down into like little trios or at least mm. little power pairs to go, right. Well, if I'm going to run a bunch of plague bearers, I might want sloppity bile piper. Yep. If I'm going to have, if I'm going to have X unit, I'm going to have Y unit to support them and start thinking about this way. It could be an easy introduction into legions and mm. then you build around it and make the most of it you know yeah. power pairs super easy yeah like i mean if you did go sloppity you know you know 20 play bear sloppity by a piper get a 14 wound monster and give it through an asora and have all of that get a five aboard i mean that's that's they're not going to move that any advice going against legion of the first prince imagine all these people listening to this wondering um how do I, on earth do i beat all these crazy shenanigans any advice Come on, I've, give us I've a I've taken hand. a solemn oath and I cannot um, go against my brothers. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, only the, probably the best thing that I can give, because it's it's a tough army, dude. It's, it's a tough army to play against, especially, I mean, the, if you're going against the 3BT list, they can they can bring four, you know, 14 wound monsters to bear against a single target with, you know, a, a two, uh, minus two rand on all their attacks. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough on that. Um, but the one that I have, it's just, I'm, the board is just dominated. And so I guess but I, but the one thing that I would argue is always be aware of where your Legion of the First Prince player can summon from um, and and sort of zone out accordingly. Um, Adam's right, by the way. Um, <laughs> pray, pray and hope for the best. Pray yeah. that you fail Dark Master. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, um, but, but, so whenever you're looking at a Legion of the First Prince army, the ability to summon is super powerful, but it can only happen off heroes. So a lot of folks, I mean, I've said this before, but a lot of folks are good at screening um, whenever they set up for deployment, but they don't think about screening throughout the game, right? And so, and, and screening is just moving to an area and taking control of it. And when you know that the summon can only happen outside of nine, if you block off where that player can bring those units in, then you're forcing them to bring the unit in somewhere if they get the role that they didn't want to bring it in um, or to not bring it in at all. And so you're you're going to negate that allegiance ability, which is super powerful, which is which could be 20 to 25 wounds that you no, no longer have to deal with. Um, but as I mentioned, a lot of folks want to, you know, they, they like to charge and get in and do combat, um, which is fine. And you're also going to be able to lock out the, 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 um, the pile in that or the, the summon that way. But also, that lets me know where you are and you're locked in. I mean, I've, I mentioned this before. One of the reasons why I don't care for the Demon Prince is that if that opponent is not charging, then they're a free roamer for their next turn, right? When you're charged, you're locked in combat, and it takes a movement phase to retreat out, and then you can't charge again and you can't shoot. So I like it when the opponent is in combat because I know where they're at, and I know they're going to have to take a, move, a, a, a whole turn in order to get out of that spot. And then I can maneuver around where they're locked in. 
if the demon prince has stopped them from charging in, then they're free to move wherever they want to next turn. And to mm -hmm. me, that gives them more possibilities, and I don't like possibilities. Um, I really like to play, I mean, and, and so, and this is you know, kind of tangenting off the question, but I mean, this, this will kind of help think about when you're facing Legion of the First Prince person is there's a lot of things in this army, like the, 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 the cower from the Furies, that's a 12 inch move. I'm not rolling for it, right? If you end up going with the pylon from the, um, the Fury uh, Bloodthirster, that's an activate within six, right? And, and pile a pylon within six. And so instead of, um, instead of moving uh, 10 inches, the Bloodthirsters move 10 inches and then rolling a charge that can give you a possible 12. So maybe 22, more than likely not. You can auto run six for 16 and then guarantee that 22 inch. So what I try to do is to minimize randomness and find a way to get rid of the roll as much as possible um, or get rid of any sort of, of, um, of, of, um, um, uh, in, um, yeah, any sort of chance within this, this process. 12. Um, and so whenever you're playing Legion of the First Prince, like knowing what their units can do and where they're able to minimize their chance, um, I think it's really going to be important. Memorizing their um, uh, allegiance abilities, like having that down, um, knowing what the Ruinous Aura is, knowing who has that Ruinous Aura, um, keeping, a, you know, keeping an idea of Holy within 12 outside of nine for summons, right? So, and, and playing the objectives. One, probably the greatest compliment I've gotten from people that have played with these Furies lists is that it has forced them to play objectives. Like they have come to this game saying, what can I kill? Like, and, and they've had to totally revise their, their play in response to my play because I'm not playing that Warhammer where I'm going to go in and try to kill your unit. It's, had, it's forced them to have to come to the game and say, okay, how am I playing objectives? And so I would say when you're playing Legion of the First Prince, play objectives because that's how you're going to win. Play objectives, play battle tactics. Um, in some ways, I'm, I'm trying to not play the game that people are playing. So it's playing Legion of the First Prince's game as much as you can is it, it, going to be a good thing. Um, and, and getting that body, like you said with the Gargans, getting those third-year objectives and then just retreating out, but keeping a toe into that objective. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's really a good way to approach it, I think. And I mean, Sean's talked a lot about theories as well. Right. And he's talked about the benefits. He's, you know, like you're thinking about this, right. Well, you know, I don't want to play play the hand. You know, so I think thinking about ways to remove the Furies without getting into combat or thinking about mm -hmm. um, thinking about the objective and not allowing them to be able to retreat or, you know, move in the combat phase into a spot that they want to when mm -hmm. you're forcing them out. So, again, yeah. making them the tough decisions as opposed to the decisions that you think are the easy ones that you want to do. So and, and one great example, one, one great example of that is um, I have a whole bunch of three, six and nine inch tokens um, and, you know, like little sticks, right? And every time I'm playing the game, especially against a summoning army, really helpful against, you know, Soul Blight, um, Legion of the First Prince, mm -hmm. you put down these different nine-inch markers. So I'm like, right, okay, where could he summon from? What mm -hmm. would I be denying? Where could he come from? So that I'm always really present on the board. And I think exactly. that's where Bloodlust blood can often take you off that focus. Mm -hmm. And you then open up that small space to retreat into, to cap the objective. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and as you're mentioning, Coach, that when those Furies do cower, they're going to go 12 inches, but they still have to be outside of three, right? Because it's a retreat. And so, um, so you can, in some ways as the opponent, you can shape where I get to put those. Um, and you can say, okay, you can't go to this objective. So 
so I guess the the so in response to Jerome's question, I would say, you know, think about summoning, think about your bubbles, think about your territory, where you're going to allow them to go. But also don't play lists with five, six, eight models. I mean, especially against my list, when I see someone come on the board with five, with five to eight models, I get really happy because I'm like, you're, how are you going to hold an objective against that list? You're just, you're not, right? And, and so that's why I think that we're, we're going to be, there's going to be a response to these extremely low model count armies which is going to be bodies on the board, bodies on objectives. And Furious just lets you do that really well because they have these 15 touch points for movement. Um, but there's other things out there that can do it. And uh, and so I think you're going to see a, a, a shift to that. And just to give you an idea, Coach, about the, the kind of stuff that I think about, because I know that we're probably, I mean, you've got to eat. We already know you have to eat. Um, but <laughs> I'm wasting away. Yeah, and you got to put, <laughs> you got to get some fuel for those guns. Um, but the, uh, um, so like Savage Gains, for instance, I'm thinking through Savage Gains because Savage Gains shows up in a lot of turn packs, right? One, one, two in the middle, two points for each of those, one for yours, four for your opponents. And I'm thinking, okay, dragons list, right? You see that uh, current list we've seen, you know, unit of four dragons, unit of two dragons. Um, was another unit, a second unit of four dragons, I think it Usually is. Usually it's two, the, two plus a, like a... Um, Nitroconus. Um, yeah, the Nitroconus. Yeah. So they're going to bring... Um, a unit of four down. Okay, so um, I was actually talking through this with Jim a little while ago when he was going to have to face one of these lists. So if they take top of one, which they probably will because they're going to have you know one drop, so they're going to come all the way down. So how do I deal with this? Well, for me, I would have my two units of, um, of uh, Seekers lined up to protect, and then I would have units of Furies behind them within three, right? And so they come down, they you know, do their deal, they charge into my Seekers, they kill my Seekers. Uh, oh, and then I would have Plague Bearers lined up behind, all 20 bodies on that objective. So I've got Unit of Furies, Unit of, uh, unit of Furies, and then underneath them another Unit of Furies, all so that they're within three when they charge. So they've wiped out the Seekers, I've got 20 Plague Bearers on there, they're not taking it from me because they're only five models apiece, and every single bounce. Most of these dragon lists don't have enough bodies. So I am now going to shift 24 and 24 Furies up onto those middle objectives. You can actually react and, and give them only one victory point off objectives, top of one, because they score theirs. They haven't taken yours, and you can possibly take the ones on the side from them because they haven't put enough bodies on there because the Furies have moved. So they've taken top of one. They've only scored one victory point with their dragon list. And now you've got a possible double turn and you still have Dark Master in reserve. Or if you end up going top of one on Savage Gains, you could line up your two, your five, two units of five Seekers um, so they're pointed up. And then you can just run them up to their main because they have to be that, uh, that objective is on the line of their deployment. And you've got, whole, you've got you know, within six. So even if they have something right there, you only have to be, you have to be outside of three, but there's still another three inches that count for that objective. You could line up all 10 of those seekers. And you could also auto run a unit of furies. You could take their objective top of one, outbody them and score four points. So these the other, are the, the kind of things you can do with this sort of movement. And the other part to the benefit of what you're talking about, other than the movement, uh, is the fact that wound density, and I think that's probably the key to this, is, is it's wound density, whether it's going to be Armies that heal really quickly. Again, that's why we've seen things like zombies become popular and sold by Grape Lords. There's a Nurgle night, stuff. Nighthaunt list recently that did really well with uh, um, the, the, the Recycle. Yeah. 
Absolutely, and why Nagash has become popular in in Nighthorn mm-hmm. because it's a really super durable hero that can start bringing bodies, bodies, bodies. You've got that resiliency, right? The ward resiliency from Nurgle and from Nighthorn, or you're playing just pure bodies like Skaven and Gits, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how many mortal wounds you put out through the dragon breaths it's not nearly enough and you mm. play in that space really well through the plague bearers through the pink horrors mm. and things like you got a lot of and you're bringing back a lot of bodies so you've got wound density as well yeah. so again one of the reasons why you're well positioned in the meta but i think mm. ultimately if i start to kind of wrap things up you know there's definitely a lot of great play style and your list is one as many the the current list that's most popular again we talked about it Bellacore, mm-hmm. the bloodthirster the scar it's corn demon prince you know well kairos it still works really well but you've got the great unclean one i think there's some play mm-hmm. there with the great unclean one you've got lists like yours which is very much about movement and things like that there is so many cool ways you can build this whether it's competitive or it's using your existing force and that's what i love mm-hmm. about this yeah, yeah, the Legion's got just so much play. And, you know, I, I was using the four the, the four units of 12 Furies before the hunt came out, and now the hunt just kind of reinforced that this is the route that I'm going to go. Um, I am kind of a little nervous, though, Coach, because now everyone knows my thinking and my thought process. So. <laughs> like, oh, I'm playing Sean at this tournament. Let me watch look, this look up. Look, I'm only a small YouTube channel, so people probably haven't even seen this video, so don't worry that's about true. it. Like, if I was yeah. like... If I was on Warhammer Weekly, that's when I would be really concerned yeah. that someone knows my tactics. Yeah. Sure, most people see the beard and they get scared away anyway. So. Well, if only I didn't share my the, those photos of your deployment. Now people know what's up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, then I, I would just say, I guess, in closing, because um, I know that you've, you've got stuff to do and so do I, um, but this has been a great discussion. And I really hope that it has sort of fostered uh, curiosity in folks about what this allegiance can do, because um, I'm a big proponent of taking something and putting it on the table and figuring it out and just, just testing it over and over. Um, and I hope that as the lead, the leaders has been out for a little while and people have started to, you know, they might've started with that net list, but they're you know, grabbing a couple pieces here, a couple pieces here that we're going to see more folks um, trying a bunch of new fun stuff. I think people's biggest concern is that because it's within broken realms, Bellacore, and again, mm. this is where the primary book is, is that any minute now this book will become redundant mm. and I can fully appreciate if I'm somebody who's like, right, I'm a Zinch player. I'm a Slanish player. Why would I buy X, Y, and Z? I think this book needs to be legitimized somehow. They need to yeah. bring out Legion of the First Prince. Um, and like I showed before, like they did it, they've done it once before. We had Warriors mm-hmm. of Chaos and Demons of Chaos. Slaves to Darkness is literally Warriors of Chaos. Yeah. Now we just need to legitimize Demons of Chaos as a faction. And I think you'll see much more people play the faction. I truly do. I think that's a big barrier to entry for mm-hmm. anyone who has to invest into models. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, I can easily see it slotting into slaves is like it because it really only is it's like two or three pages. So I could see it becoming its own sort of sub faction within, uh, well, not, not even a sub faction of slaves, just a separate thing within slaves. Um, uh, well, then I wouldn't be surprised if Beast of Chaos gets rolled in as well into a slave. That might be one barrier. But to me, if more people play it and GW sees that there's people that love this, there may be more of an impetus to. To, to make sure it continues so yeah i i would agree any final closing comments that you would share to your people the legion of the first, first prince 
Um, now I would uh, say that folks in the Discord are awesome. Um, hop into the LFP chat if you haven't in the AOS Coach Discord. The link is below. I will get paid for this, Coach. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of really great people in there. Uh, folks from all over the world playing this army, um, talking strats. And uh, it is a lot of fun. It's a great community. Um, and uh, if you haven't tried this army and you're curious, come on in, talk to us, um, throw your models on the table. Um, a lot of folks in there are happy to talk through um, and uh, uh, come join us. And I appreciate the opportunity, Coach, everything you do. Um, this was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm curious to see the the Fury meta that will arrive. I'm also curious, like if I, you know, the, the YouTuber in me says, you know, write me comments and, you know, tell me, but I'm legitimately interested for people, especially like the corn people and the Slanish people that aren't doing quite well in the meta, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Nurgle and, and Zinch are holding their own. But I know a lot of people who are upset and frustrated with the lack of corn. And, you know, if the White Dwarf indicates there's no battle tome coming anytime soon, what you got is what you got. I would be really curious for anyone who plays corn who is a demon player, obviously you can't bring like your wrath mongers and certain things because they're obviously mortals. But take that demon list from Corn, bring it into Legion of the First Prince. Don't change a thing. Don't take Bellacor. Don't change a thing. And I'd be curious to see how that list plays and does it play better? Does it play worse? Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy things um, other than just trying to focus on blood tie and that whole allegiance needs to be revisited. But yeah. I'd be curious to see what it looks like in Legion of the First Prince. And I think people will be surprised. I think it'll give you mm -hmm. a new lease on a faction that you love, but you're probably a little bit frustrated and hamstrung with things that aren't letting you do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just bring your models over and give it a shot. What do you have to lose? All right, Sean, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, if everyone, and again, you know, Sean's a big member on the community. Uh, if you want to jump into the Discord, link is below. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll welcome you and you can all talk your secret list tech. You're all taking over, you dark master, corrupted chaos people. Um, any shout outs? Anyone you want to shout out? Not me and not my Discord. Like, shout any game club people? Yeah, the Free State, fin oh, over here, Free State Fanatics folks, um, Lawrence, a uh, bunch, great group of guys, and to everybody regionally, the uh, Great Plains Masters folks, Mitchum uh, down in Edmond, who's uh, uh, doing the Lord's work, compiling all those stats and uh, getting everything together, and, um, you know, Charles in Wichita, who's running Flying Monkey, um, and uh, we got a bunch of, of really good guys here in the, the Great Plains region. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this community and uh, I'm glad that they've let me be a part of this community. How could they not? All right, folks, let's wrap this up. Sean, you're a legend. Thank you everyone who joined us on the, on the, um, the live stream, or if you listen to this on replay, um, you know, all the YouTube stuff, like subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Best day ever. All right. See you, see you, Sean. See everybody. Care, coach. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more fixes.